Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Ringside Rundown podcast. My name is Eric Vasquez, and joining me on the line is my podcasting partner in crime. She is the best tag team partner in all of wrestling podcasting. She is Shay Hickson. Shay, what's going on, my friend? What is up? It is uh, very weird to be talking on a Wednesday. I get it's like a day difference, but I'm like, we're halfway through the week already, and we're just now recording, but... <laughs> yeah schedules it's, yeah you know we got to make it work you know yeah so how was your uh it's been what two weeks since we last talked so how has been your little two-week uh hiatus from the show oh you know not too bad i mean you, you got work which is work sometimes <laughs> but uh no it's been it hasn't been too bad uh watch the rumble with a couple friends and that was uh pretty good it was pretty it wasn't like wasn't the best but it wasn't like terrible either so yeah uh, yeah, but it was, it was fun having my friends over, so made it better. Yeah. It was a, it's it's good that you brought that up. It'll let people know that uh, we're going to be talking heavily about the Royal Rumble uh, that happened uh, this past Saturday, and also the fallout that happened on Raw. A lot of stuff going on there. Uh, mm-hmm. Plus some changes to what's going on for WrestleMania. But for anybody that's new listening, this is the Ringside Rundown podcast. It's a pro wrestling podcast where Shay and I talk about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. And the way we do it is we leave the door wide open for our listeners to send us in questions. Because basically, we want to talk about the stuff you guys want to talk about. We don't want to bore you guys with, uh, uh, you know, mundane recaps of every single show this would be like a a four-hour podcast weekly if we did that so i'm glad we do it this format that way it lets us interact with our our loyal listeners and which is good because i just signed us up for uh twitter premium x premium whatever so i'm gonna get the little blue check mark so check look out for those farming engagement tweets where i just tweet some meaningless uh video from 2008 and i say the 2008 roster was stacked in wwe and i and i just watch the retweets go off yeah, right. Like that's how, that's how it works, right? That's how it works. That's how it works. Before we start, let me ask you a little funny question. Uh, if it were you, how long would it take you to fold in the Rhea Ripley <laughs> fold oh. staring contest? Oh, that video. Oh boy. Um. Yeah, that was. If anybody saw our tweet, <laughs> our tweets uh, yesterday, wasn't it? It was, it was yesterday, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um you know that guy i'm not gonna even say he tried he didn't try that was like not even he would he did better than i would have done oh yeah it was just funny how he thought he could do it and i'm like oh dude okay like okay like as soon as she like did the thing i was done like yeah over i had to look away from my phone (laughs) i think i was at work actually when i saw that and i'm like thank god i'm on break right now because this would just be like if anybody would have walked past it would have been very um hard to explain but um who yeah i don't think i it would take me even shorter than him probably to fold like not yeah. gonna lie everyone knows how much i love ria so if she would like do that in my, in front of me <laughs> i would like die i would disintegrate on the spot yeah I, I, it'd be like thanos snap you know yeah, literally. Just... <laughs> like, i don't feel so good yeah, yeah. Just yeah and i just gone because that uh was insane i i just I thought it was it was interesting. It was funny because you know me personally, I'm like, yeah, there's no way like you know a a, a woman can just gaze at me, yeah. you know, and just 
Medusa me, you know, basically, you know, and then I saw that video and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this should, this should not be for public (laughs) consumption because this is dangerous material. It's just insane. But that's the first thing I I was like, I I wonder how long it would take Shay to just, to just crumble into dust. Not long at all. See, it's funny that you're like, I don't think any woman would ever do that to me. I'm like, oh, I can think of five off the top of my head that would do that. And I would just die immediately. Like, uh, Rhea's the level of like, that's godness that I would want to be like, that's what I want to be. But I have to get a lot more tattoos. But you know, we're yeah, on it. <laughs> we'll we'll get right on that so we can be just like Rhea Ripley. Um, but yeah, so basically we got a lot to talk about. Like we said, this past Saturday was the Royal Rumble. A lot of stuff happened that weekend. Um, a, a, a lot of not so good stuff that I'm sure uh, our listeners have questions about. So we'll get to that. Plus, obviously, we got to talk about AEW. It's been a it's been a long time since you guys who listen to me, uh, listen to me rant and yell about how AEW can be better, and they're just not doing what i want them to do. yeah it's still kind of the same old same old unfortunately and we have quite a few questions about that as well actually all right so let's get right into it all right so we're gonna go just in the order as they showed up on the tweet so we're gonna start with mom's uh questions and comments first and her first one right off with starting with the women's rumble she said jade looked amazing her in-ring skills looked like the performance center helped her immensely Mm-hmm. no surprise no surprise yeah. there because we talked about this how many times when she went to wwe we're like this is exactly what she needs she needs mm-hmm. a state-of-the-art training facility that aew unfortunately can't produce like mm-hmm. or have and i mean don't get me wrong she had plenty of good like mentors and trainers at aew but mm-hmm. it's kind of tough when you don't have the facilities to kind of like push that forward so um, right Oh yeah, she looked good. And I'm so I'm glad that the fans didn't completely like write her off right away. And yeah. I mean she eliminated Nia Jax. So I think anybody that was gonna do that was gonna get like the hero's welcome. But um it just it, that video of her just literally deadlifting her like it's nothing. It's like to her, like Nia Jax is like a toothpick. Like yeah. no like I don't like no struggle whatsoever, just picks her up like she's five pounds soaking wet, and I'm like damn this is this is impressive yeah it was insane but um in terms of the question i think it's it's a testament to like everybody that was starting to get like where's jade what's jade doing what are they doing with jade why why hadn't she been on tv i mean thankfully she got the time that she did because if she didn't who knows if she would have been ready Uh, and it's no slight to AEW, but her quote unquote training as far as what she did in AEW um was basically through the tutelage of Brian Danielson. I'm sure Cody had a part, uh CM Punk obviously, but what they can teach is the the nuances of of pro yeah. wrestling, how to do things right and and why to do them at certain times. The difference is when you're working in the performance center is not only is WWE training you for those things but they're also training you how to do those things in a tv environment how to do it so it looks good on camera because you're literally on camera for billions and billions of people yeah so that's why 
her being in the performance center um it, it was was vital and this is the thing i i always said about jade cargill because at when we were recording when when she debuted and we both said she's she's green as goose shit you know yeah. and it's, but but the thing is she still had all the the tangibles she had the the charisma the yeah. athleticism the look she was chiseled from stone the only thing she did not have was the wrestling experience and in AEW, um if you need experience if you're a young up-and-comer who's just getting exposure through AEW, it's going to be tough because you can only work wednesdays or saturdays you know there's that long gap of you know there's no house shows or anything like that when she goes to the main roster she's gonna be you know wrestling 200 days a year you know 250 days a year you know so her experience is just gonna pick up uh but again they it was perfect timing in terms of the the presentation you know she came out the music the people were going crazy. She did the poses. Uh, she that had music. The, that music yeah. sounded a little too similar to her like AEW music. I honestly <laughs> thought for a second that they just completely like stole it, but it's, <laughs> it's different. But not really. It's pretty yeah. much the same thing. But yeah, it's like that vanilla ice thing, you know? <laughs> they were, yeah. Where he's like, "We didn't steal from under pressure." Sure, sure, sure. But yeah. it's just, just, just the presentation. Uh, then she had the moment with uh, Bianca Belair, yeah, where, where it was it was like a, a Rock Hogan moment where like you felt a shift. You yeah. know, the people were, you know, no pun intended, they were rumbling. You know, once they yeah. saw because it, it wasn't a thing like, oh, this is a moment for wrestling fan. Even if you were a casual wrestling fan, you saw Bianca and and Jade do that po- like that stare off and yeah. even if you're a casual fan you're like oh i gotta see this this is this is money right here and then like you said the 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 deal with nia jacks eliminating nia jacks um you know dumping her with with ease she didn't look like she struggled to do that at all nope. which made it 10 times better you know and then and then becky lynch next to her with that goofy look after naya got eliminated (laughs) it it was just perfect perfect stuff perfect stuff it was so good i and honestly i don't think we actually have like a full-on question about the both rumbles uh at least on the women's side i think it was it was good it was a good rumble it wasn't like mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. i just i don't know if it was just me and my friends and uh mom because we were again we were all watching it it almost seemed like every like quote unquote big move that somebody tried in that match did not look good it looked sloppy but mm-hmm. um but other than that i mean it didn't really take away from the match itself i and yeah. sad that well, Bailey said the same thing in her media thing that I did, and she just took the heat for it because I didn't put it on Twitter. But it's just like, I was kind of surprised that there weren't any like legends, quote unquote legends, part timers, old timers, whatever. But it, they didn't need it because we've said it how many times before that women's roster on both brands is stacked. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that they didn't feel the need to just go for the old reliable, oh, we'll just get the good reaction for nostalgia's sake. It's like, no, you actually showed pretty much a good portion of your women's roster without yeah. needing any like legends help which i thought was really good i feel like 
I'm trying to remember. I don't think this actually, there actually has been a women's rumble where that hasn't happened. I feel like there's always been at least like one or two like legends or like part-timers or like old timers or whatever, but right. I got, I enjoyed that there weren't any this year. I mean, would it have been cool to see them? Yes. But it's also like, I didn't feel like I needed to see them or else the rumble was going to be shit. <laughs> like, right. I appreciated it, but yeah, it was pretty definitely. decent. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, One of my favorite moments was, uh jordan grace showing up yeah from, from tna yeah. um i thought that was just super i wasn't cool. expecting that no i wasn't at all and and it's different from the mickey james deal because yeah. we kind of we kind of knew the mickey james deal was going to happen um a couple days beforehand and not only that like despite all the great things that mickey james did in tna um she's still She's still a WWE legend. That's where yeah. she made her name. So um, that's why it was like, oh, this is cool to see Mickey James representing TNA in a WWE capacity. But with Jordan Grace, it was like nobody knew it was going to happen. Nope. And it was cool because it almost was like it was it was it was a little bit more so people knew who she was, which was cool. They weren't like yeah they weren't like who the heck is this they were like oh wait that that just speaks to the the buzz that she creates for herself and yeah. and, and the work that that tna is doing and tna has been doing uh great work for for a number of years now they to me they they've washed away that ick uh okay. of the old uh dixie carter tna uh that people don't like to talk about um but for me it was just cool because it's always something that I always wanted to see, like, yeah, we have that, that, that quote unquote forbidden door deal with AEW and that they're working with different companies, which is cool, but it's almost like, it's almost like we expect them to do that because yeah. they can with WWE. You, you rarely saw it. You saw it with WCW and their working relationship with Japan, but it was like, it was almost like, it was almost taboo to have yeah. something like that in a, a WWE capacity. So to see WWE openly working with other companies and putting other companies talent, they're they're basically homegrown talent um on, on their on their product is it, really cool to see and it, it makes me excited for for what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, I I totally agree. I was not expecting it at all and to also have her in the same ring as Naomi in a WWE ring um yeah. naomi right off the bat too that was like immediate i was not expecting that to happen that quick um it was actually funny because we were my friends my one friend is super into bianca Belair, super into like sasha and naomi and he was saying he's like if one of them comes back i am not going to be held like liable for what might happen and so natalia came out and he's like so I'm, I'm like really hoping it's got to be one of them. It's like, and I said, well, if it's going to be one of them, it's going to be Naomi. It's not going to be like, I didn't think it was going to be Mercedes Monet or Sasha or whatever. And he's like, well, it would be really cool if Naomi came out and then immediately her music hit. And he mm -hmm. just like started running around the room. He was fucking losing it. And I just was not expecting them to like start the rumble off essentially with that. <laughs> like that was yeah. like, all right, so we're really going there tonight. That's perfectly fine with me. And the fans welcomed her back. Like you saw her getting choked up before the match even started. So it's like it was a good moment for her, and I'm glad she's back. And 
hopefully they don't uh they don't waste her this time that would be great yeah i don't i don't think they will i think they recognize the talent that they have and uh, they're gonna take advantage of it oh yeah and i feel like too especially i feel like more the jordan grace thing and i'm trying to remember there was something else in during the show i'm sure maybe it'll jog my memory at some point but especially when jordan grace came out one of the first things i thought of was this is such a middle finger fuck you to vince like it is such a big fuck you middle finger because that would never have happened under him because anybody that wasn't with them is like the enemy and they're like competition blah 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 whatever so it's like it was nice to see the triple h can at least admit that hey maybe you can work together occasionally to get like stuff done so I thought it was a little funny because I'm like, he's probably fucking seething right now, but he's probably yeah, seething a, for a, more reasons than that. But um. a TNA talent on his on his WWE TV show, I'm sure he he was uh-huh. not. I'm, I'm I'm under the multitude of things that he should not be happy about. That was like uh, it was another knock on the list. On top of the fact, too, that they flat out said the TNA Knockouts champion. They didn't kind of like yeah. dance around it. It was the TNA right. Knockouts champion. So it's like, yeah, he was not having a good night, probably. Or a good week, <laughs> for that matter. But he shouldn't because he's a piece of shit. But um, <laughs> we'll get to that later. But um, so now we're going to go over to AEW for the next uh, comment. <laughs> Mom thinks what I've been thinking for, you know, months now. Uh, Swerve needs some gold soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be great because he's one of the very few things that's good about AEW right now, as much as I hate to say it, but it's uh it's the truth. It's it's yeah. literally the truth. Like AEW's just I don't know what the fuck's going on with it right now, but as long as Swerve's on the TV, I'm like, all right, at least it's not terrible. Yeah. It's just it's just a matter of how they make it happen because it's like you yeah. can't give him the if you give him the T TNT title it's almost like uh it's like a participation trophy same thing if you were to give him the international championship no no slight to those championships but they don't hold the prestige of the AEW world championship so but the thing is not only is we're in the infancy of samoa joe's title reign um but joe is also playing a heel swerve is like is is a, a heel but he's almost like he's bordering on that too cool to boo heel. He's so, a hero kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. just, he's just, he's just, he's just cool, you know. Like, yeah. um, he 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 doesn't necessarily do things to be evil or to be hated. No. Um, you know, he does he does things maniacal, like breaking into hangman's house and yeah. going into his his baby son's room and things those are like mind games sort of things yeah, that he mess does. with you yeah yeah so it's like how do you make that story happen to where he is in a program with samoa joe for the world title which he deserves to be in yeah. um but also you don't cut the legs out of joe's title reign so obviously um he may not be in line to win, but then if he doesn't win, people mm-hmm. are going to be unhappy. Yeah. Uh, so it's just like, how do you, and then if you take the belt off Joe and give it to Swerve, Swerve fans will be happy, but then people will say Joe's title reign was meaningless because it was only this long and he only did this, you know? So it's, yeah. it's like, it, it's, it's like, yeah he deserves some gold 
it's just you got to find the right time and the right way to the right <sighs> angle to do it yeah which always seems to be the problem is that there's always yeah. it's never the right time and then by the time it's happened it's like okay this could have easily happened like three months ago but yeah timing yeah, exactly. and everything but yeah he needs he needs world championship gold soon we're not gonna even say gold he needs the world title soon yeah. no offense like you said the other two but it's just he's beyond past like the secondary titles at this point like he needs right. to be world champion i agree oh, someday soon i hope or i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> so now going on to something you're gonna be pissed about which i'm sure you were um suffering with on monday uh mom feels bad for cm punk but she liked uh drew's like term about it where the whole like you know what i kind of prayed that that would happen you know i'm glad <laughs> i did and i slept like a baby then that, that night i'm like wow you really are an asshole but hey i mean you do what you gotta do i guess it's only it by the time you guys hear this um episode well when it goes live it'll be the first of february and drew mcintyre is already a lock for 2024 hater of the year because oh, yes. Oh, yes. this guy is in terms of being a hater and being a troll on the internet mm -hmm. this dude is on a legendary run right now <laughs> like oh, like uh the memes and the, oh. the, the, the and the, and the blatant trolling like oh, yeah. it's just like it's almost like I'm begging WWE to stop giving this guy ammunition. <laughs> like, yeah, literally, holy, he is not holding back. Because the thing is, too, like, Punk comes out, he cuts that promo, he tugs at your heartstrings, he talks about his friend who has cancer, and then and then Drew <laughs> McIntyre, Drew McIntyre comes out, he's like, yeah, man that sucks like it almost was like okay he's not gonna take it there because <laughs> no. he's gonna actually sympathize with him he's like so he's like yeah man that sucks i had some tough goings in my life too you know uh but in terms of the injury thing man i, I prayed for it and it happened and everybody was just like wow. it was almost like the crowd didn't know how to react to that because they were just like what the hell like you know that was just... that, that was pretty much his version of i don't give a fuck about your kids essentially yeah like... yeah basically yeah basically and it's crazy because drew mcintyre i'm not gonna deny he's talented he's great yeah. he's he's a beast you know but this drew mcintyre is the drew mcintyre that i like because it, it finally that the simple fact that he's just a a master troll and, and a hater yeah. and like i said before i'm a little bit of a hater myself too i'm, <laughs> I'm self-aware that there are times where i see things that people do whether they're happy or not and i'm just like you know what i hate that for you i'm sorry i'm not gonna fake yeah. it yeah. so like yeah. as as a as a low level hater myself i i can tip my cap to to drew mcintyre and and it's like before the drew mcintyre of before never gave me anything that i myself can latch onto and say this is why i like that guy yeah. now he now he's doing and it's and it's if it's all logical like even before he started trolling cm punk like he was being a dick to people 
but he was justified and he was justified in a logical sense, which is weird because logic and and continuity in WWE main roster terms <laughs> mm-hmm. that that doesn't that doesn't necessarily happen. So it's no. like it's like he's being a dick, but he's like, I'm being a dick because you guys constantly overlook me. And then you bring the guys that try to take me out. You bring them to my show, you know, like when yeah, I'm trying to get insulted. away from them. Yeah, and, and and I'm trying to get away from them, and and you bring them here. Like, what's going on? So he's like, oh, now I know you guys are just a bunch of snakes, you know. And I'm just gonna go out and do what I do what I want to do now, which yeah. is basically what he's doing. He's just not been successful because every single turn, it's either Damian Priest is trying to cash in the money in the bank. He's getting eliminated from the rumble. So it's not going his way, but this is definitely uh, the best that I've ever seen uh, Drew McIntyre. Now in terms of CM Punk, <laughs> God, it, suffering. It, it, it just, it's, like i said on twitter all all i know in my life is pain like you know like i can't i can't have anything nice like finally we get the cm punk that hell even before he left wwe we kind of wanted we i my i myself wanted to see cm punk at peace and happy happy to be at work and and it it always brings me back to to the pipe brom promo where he said you know, I'd like to think that WWE would be great when when Vince dies, but the fact of the matter is, mm-hmm. it's not because he's gonna give it to his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law. And yeah. look who look who's running the show now. It's the it's the doofus son-in-law, and it's yeah. it's the best that the the company's ever been. You know, barring what happened this past week you know morale's yeah. been great you don't hear about people walking on eggshells and 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 feeling like they're just there for the catering and there for the check everybody feels like they have a shot to do something so yeah. like the the culture for WWE changed and it was going to be fun to see CM Punk thrive in that you know yep. because he, he was getting the things that he wanted out of wrestling that he clearly was not getting out of AEW. He wanted to to leave wrestling in a better place. He wanted to be able to have the door open for people that were coming up to to give them some advice, give them some mentorship. That's what he really wanted to do. And people in AEW, for whatever reason, were not receptive to that. But now you see that he was in WWE. He was frequently going down to the Performance Center, working with those guys in the Performance Center, checking up on Cora Jade and and Roxanne and things like that. So he was in the element that he always wanted to be in in terms of pro wrestling. And then right then and there, boom, the the injury happens. And it's just like... God damn, we can't have anything nice like Jesus no. Christ. Uh, and and you know the fact of the matter is the the dude's like what forty five. Uh, you know something like that, yeah. You know, so it's like these injuries, no matter how in shape you are, how much of an athlete you are, once the age comes, it, it gets harder to heal from those things. Yeah, um, especially torn tricep. Like, yeah, not yeah. not nothing minor. Yeah, that's definitely not minor at all. You know, the silver lining is, is when he comes back, hopefully it'll be around SummerSlam time and they set up the CM Punk 
uh, Drew McIntyre thing, easy money, easy money. Like I oh, used yeah. to say before, um, when we were doing the episodes, logical, easy booking, make that money. They basically set it up for SummerSlam, big show. He's coming back, and the first person he's taking out, he's not even worried about a world title. First person on his hit list is Drew McIntyre. Oh, and yeah. it's just like when that return happens, when they start putting that in motion, it, it's, it's money time. And then there's pretty much your main event right there. If you want to keep stretching it out for WrestleMania, yeah. you could do that if you want. Definitely. Maybe. But got to wait some more, I guess. Cause <laughs> yeah. as soon as I like saw that on uh, Twitter, I'm just like, well, there goes one match. I thought I was going to see apparently not. <laughs> so, uh, so that's not going to work, but um, oh, well, I mean, at least we might get to see some other things obviously we won't say anything yet but um let me pull up the next question here because i had them and then i lost them <sighs> twitter why do you hate <laughs> me like this i swear to god um okay there we go okay so mom's last uh comment is something once again i've also been screaming about for you know weeks months <laughs> uh, we we need dmd back asap yeah god yeah, we do, because, oh, I don't want to go too much into it, because I know we have a question about the women's division for AEW, but God, it needs mm. something. It needs something, because I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what the problem is. Like I said, I don't want to get too far into it. I think Jack has a question about it, but it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's, um, <sighs> in terms of, like, the women, it, it feels like... There's a lot of women, and like the bright spot was like uh, they they were given different women a chance, like Abaddon and things like yeah. that. And Thunder Rosa came back, which which is cool. So it's like they can bolster the division. It's just I don't I, I don't feel like like it's like you watch NXT and you see that the the women of NXT are such an important aspect to yeah. the entire show. You know, not mm -hmm. just not just, you know, their matches, but like without the women on the show, it would feel different. And it's not just the champions either. It's not just Lyra and what Lyra's doing. They had the thing with Lola Vice and yeah. uh, Electra Lopez and, and things like that. And then Fallon Henley with Ariana Grace. Like there's yeah. multiple fans. So it's like JC Jane. Yeah, and 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 the yeah, it's like <laughs> the calendar. The, that, yeah, was, that was funny. The, the women from for all aspects, whether it's in ring or promo or segment wise, it's it's on NXT. Like I think other companies besides Impact, because I think TNA, what TNA does with their women might be like the blueprint of what other companies should have started doing with their women. But NXT takes that WWE performance of it and, and and that's what puts them far apart from other companies so i feel like p places like AEW can look at that and go this is what we need to be doing is like having the main story with the women and then little pockets of you know other stories with with the women but almost make it like they're a focal point and without them on the show the show just kind of feels empty and flat um yeah. As far as DMD, like, she really did what everybody wanted her to do. Like, like, yeah. they gave her the belt. 
obviously she was handpicked for the belt when they when they first got on TV. They were like, we're running with her. She's our star, so we're going to give her the belt. They gave her the belt. People were pissed off. She she recognized that people were pissed off, and she's like, all right, you guys don't want me to have the belt. I won't have the belt. She gives up the belt, and now that she's just, like, laying low, doing doing whatever, doing some dentist work here. Yeah, or, yeah, or taking care of Adam Cole's ankle and, and his uh, – his devil goons or whatever yeah. you know or her back it, injury it, too or yeah or she's injured herself it's just like she's doing what you guys wanted her to do which is lay low and, and not be the chosen one that that aw handpicked and you now know they, they want her back yeah and and the thing is like it, it the, that's the one thing that sucks is like like for all the flack that we give the AEW women's division, like there's clear cut people that are like far and away ahead of 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 their peers. Like look at Tony Storm, oh, yeah. Oh, she's yeah. the she's the champion for a reason because like like you said with Swerve, like it's one of those things like AEW is doing that that um you those are the only few things that you pay attention to. With when Tony Storm's on TV those are it's like the only time i actually pay attention because they're they're giving her the presentation that her gimmick needs and and she's so good at it you Just know the, the split thing with her and diana when they had the camera like the screen literally split down the middle like black and white and yeah. color was hilarious it's just like i'm glad they did that because you have to do that because it gets it breaks the immersion if she's not in black and white it just it works it, it yeah it, it for me that's like why i like it you know it's just they do those little production things um that make the show better and it's like it's almost like it's inventive like it's different yeah you know yeah. um so it's like it, it, it's like they they push the boundaries of like this is what a wrestling presentation can be you know and it's like so they 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 do things that are that that make the presentation better but again is for people like Tony, which puts her far and above the rest of the pack. I mean, yeah. I un I understand she's the champion, but like she is leaps and bounds better than 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 everybody else. Not named not named Julia Hart, you know. Yeah, which so is I, not good. I think that's the problem with the AEW Women's Division uh, in terms of what they uh do with DMD. I mean, it's like, it, if they give her the belt, people are just going to complain, you know, that, They're oh. They're going to complain the regardless. Yeah, it, exactly. Now, the, now I'm not going to lie to you. There were points where, I, like, the last little bit of DMB, DMD's, like, ring work, um, I, I don't know, kind of felt, like, lackluster almost. Like, yeah. And it, it's tough because I don't want to be – that fan that that thinks they have just because they turn on a microphone that they can you know criticize someone else's someone else's work i've never been in a ring so i don't know but it's just like yeah from from my perspective it's like i've seen better from her yeah and it almost you makes you wonder if maybe the injury was catching up to her because i mean you saw it on all access she definitely for months at this rate almost maybe even a year she's been dealing with the back injury so it's just like you kind of yeah. as someone who has had back surgery in their life you don't you take for granted 
what you actually can do when you have a fully functioning back and when that's taken out of commission you can't do anything like you have to pretty much learn to walk to sit to stand like it's no joke so i think people are a little like nearsighted when it comes to that or just not really like seeing the full picture so um yeah and like what people have to realize is like she went from doing a couple sporadic indie dates here and there to to being the face of of a, a division that was just starting yeah. you know she was start she was starting the major parts of her wrestling career as aew was starting as a company you know so yeah. it's just like it was like instantaneously the rack the rocket so to speak was was strapped to her you know so um yeah it's just like she's definitely someone that can be an anchor uh for the division the division does have a lot of bright spots and the fact that they have such a a vast amount of people that they can use and like i said they gave shots to abaddon that made abaddon seem very interesting i'd love to see nyla rose come back and, and like be uh get into a, a you know a big program for the title that'd be nice same thing hikaru shida riho yeah. you know all all the women you know they they have jamie a, at some point yeah jamie jamie when she comes back you know obviously tony storm is great mariah may is going to be great just give her oh, time yeah. and then when she can finally break away and and make a name for herself like they have a, a good division there with a lot of meat it's just they haven't figured out how to make them an equal focal point to, to the men yeah yeah which which again i'll save my full views for our uh, <laughs> next set of questions but that was all of uh moms so mom thank you as always we appreciate it thank you mom uh all right so <laughs> jack started off um sarcastically with what a positive week full of only positives i think i may <laughs> be cutting back on my wwe interest for a while after everything yeah it is pretty um not fun to read for <laughs> sure i mean i feel oh, like no, everybody yeah. knows what we're talking about like we don't have to go yeah definitely don't have to go into details about it um the worst part is though i don't know about you it it's disgusting it's terrible it's just trash it almost didn't even surprise me because it's vince like it's sad oh. that that didn't even surprise me i'm just like a fucking course that asshole would do something like that uh, yeah like i mean it's like a lot of times and especially in wrestling people who play characters there's often times where those characters are not the people outside of the ring you know what i mean yeah um so it's like oh wow they can morph themselves into being a character and and, and everybody was like oh the the vince mcmahon and the mr mcmahon character completely two separate things that are hmm. they're not no. even the same and like honestly i think the mr mcmahon character is is almost a saint to compare to vince mcmahon the person you know it was yeah. almost like a, like a cosplay like it was like a reverse cosplay you know like uh mr mcmahon the character was cosplaying as vince mcmahon the actual person this deviant evil 
manipulative, psychopathic, uh, sociopath, just every evil name you can think of would apply to uh, Vince McMahon in in this situation. Um, As far as like the statement where you got to cut back your, your viewing. I mean, that's totally your prerogative, you know, yeah, you, you, completely, you. Yeah, you, you completely have the right. Uh, I, I, I don't necessarily hold any bearing to like the people that are, that are on TV that are working like the talent wise, the people that deserve my support, the people that make the show happen like I know my viewage of the product doesn't mean anything. So it's yeah. like I don't want to penalize them. You know, they like yeah. like like they don't have anything. This solely rests on the shoulders of Vince McMahon and all the other parties that have been accused of the wrongdoing in this uh in this document. Um yeah. that was just Oh, like I, it was like it was like a car crash. Like every paragraph, it got worse. It got worse. Like, and it was the like it's a sixty-page document altogether, and mm-hmm. you just you just couldn't. I personally just couldn't stop reading and going, "What the fuck?" Like it, it's just maddening, and it and it's it it's it's maddening to the sense that the the reaction and how people are are spinning this into a tribalistic sort of deal and and the the witch hunting like okay it's easy to figure out the the person that they were talking about that that was uh in contract negotiations with Vince and was a former UFC star obviously that's easy to to figure out it's Brock Lesnar boom that's yeah. easy to figure out People are doing some true detective mental gymnastics to trying to figure out who the other parties were involved just to be able to be like, gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And they're not not using their brains like this is like I'll use Triple H for an example. There are people that are actively witch hunting triple h and saying he's one of the unnamed people in this this whole lawsuit now me personally i don't know i don't have any sources so i can't say that he is not or he is one of those people i'm just saying if you look at certain things like everybody's pointing out to the fact that remember when vince retired the first time and he was kind of pushed out of the company Nick Khan, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H all voted to make sure that Vince McMahon could not come back. Yeah. The only reason Vince McMahon came was able to come back is because at that time, he still was the majority owner of the company. It was before the merger. Yeah. Now exactly. he has now he has no say. But again, you look at the fact that Stephanie, Nick Khan, and Triple H were like, yeah, we gotta we gotta separate ourselves from this guy. Yeah. So so it's like, don't people look at that and go, yeah, well, yeah, like why why would he cover up? And and then on top of that, they look at the press conference after the rumble, yeah. which was horribly <laughs> mishandled by Triple H. The thing is, like, yeah, we as as normal citizens who don't work for a multi-billion dollar company on a corporate level 
we as normal people, all we want is transparency. Yeah, it's not, shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, that's all we want is transparency. Uh, but in in this particular situation, there has to be a level of empathy, a level of empathy for the for the woman who had to go through these things. Uh, um, yeah that had to go public with these things and have her name trampled through the mud because that's exactly what's happening on the internet. And that's basically what happens with a lot of sexual assault victims that go through these things, which is why they don't come forward in the first place is because rather than people having empathy for the person and trying to, you know, reassure them that this shouldn't have happened and it wasn't their fault, people try to spin it and make it that the the victim was at fault for what happened to them and that's yeah. not the case not only that but you're asking triple h to publicly run down the the father of his wife and the grandfather of his children yeah you know what i mean so i understand that people want transparency from triple h and the wwe but it almost feels like they want transparency to satisfy their own desires for attention. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, they don't. It's almost like disingenuous where it's like, exactly. we want this, but it's more or less we just want the gossip. We don't want like actually anything good to come of this. Not like right. we don't want this to like turn out well for her, but it's just like, oh, we just want to hear them start drama. And it's just like, okay, that's not really the whole point of this. Like, right. Right. And this is what I said about um, during during our last episode about cancel culture. I think cancel culture in the beginning was a noble idea of people doing shitty things and other people saying, no, you're going to be held accountable. Yeah. But what happened was, is people, other people saw the attention you get as a hero for holding someone accountable in cancel culture. So the people that are attention starved, that are disingenuous, like you said, that really just want the attention for themselves, they're 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 nitpicking things to be like, okay, that person's canceled. I canceled that person. You know, I was the one that started the movement to cancel this person because yeah. in my opinion, they did this and this and this. Again, I'm not saying Triple H can't be that person that's unnamed in, in the lawsuit. And again, with these with these deals, this is obviously going to go to trial. It's going to be a big thing. Okay. And those unnamed people will be named in those documents and it will go public. So we're all going to know everybody that was involved. You know, and I'm not saying, you know, Triple H couldn't be involved anybody else. I'm just saying instead of, you know, looking for the gotcha, in everything yeah. let's be let's be empathetic first let's be empathetic to the victim who had to put this all out there and go public so she can finally be at peace you know yeah. because those be were nice. yeah those were absolutely traumatic deals that that happened to her that that shouldn't happen to anyone um and it, it's unfortunate that we live in a world where where these things happen and honestly these things are are all too common yeah. you know which which is the scary part she's she's <sighs> one she's like a drop of sand 
you know, on the beach in terms of how many women, you know, have had to come forward for uh, sexual assault and had their name ran through the mud. Oh, well, why were you getting paid? You were just in it for the money and then the money stopped. That's that's not the point. Like, again, where's where's the empathy? Yeah, it's like, God forbid you ever get put in that kind of situation. You wouldn't know how to act either. It's just like, and you see how people, like, victims get treated all the time. So it's like, I don't think you blame the woman for being like, you know what? I don't know if I want to do this right away. Good on her for getting the courage to do it because it needs to be done. But it's just like, can you, is there show a little bit of empathy? Like, I know that's such apparently a hard thing nowadays, but it's just like, it shouldn't be, but sadly it is. Because, I mean, look at, look at how this all started. It started because she was she was a caretaker for both her parents, who sadly both passed away while they were alive. Their their house, their houses, and everything they were in bankruptcy, so their house got foreclosed on. She lost the caretaking aspect of of her life because her parents was gone, so she wasn't employed. She had no way of taking care of herself, and here comes Vince McMahon. Dang, dangling a $75,000 salary, you know, yeah. working for the WWE doing nothing, but you go from struggling, figuring out how you're going to be homeless or not to, oh, I have a job opportunity for 75k, yeah. you know, and and so of course this old perverted man, he's dangling a carrot. You're you know, you're his he's your lifeline, yeah. you know. So and he of knew course, it yeah and he knew it's it's a manipulation tactic you know that's it, it it's it's a form of grooming this is what people who are deviants and they pry upon people you know to assault them sexually this is how they do it it's 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 game plan you know material right there so yeah. that's ex- for the people that are like money 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 the lady had no choice yeah, you literally. know, she literally had no choice. It's either take this job doing nothing, and it's kind of shady because this old man is having meetings with me in his underwear, you yeah. know, or or starved to death. You know, it's like it, I'm like, have you ever been poor, like you not knowing where your next meal is going to come from? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. if people were put in that situation, they would understand the flight or the fight or flight aspect of of all of this and and what that poor woman had to go through it it was it was abhorrent it's a it's one of the darkest situations that w a multitude of situations that wwe has been in but this is one of the darkest ones um completely understand if it like takes you out of the element in terms of your enjoyment of the wwe product yeah my hope is that my hope is that vince mcmahon was the cancer and the cancer got its head cut off and and everything else can survive he'll he won't be a part of wwe and wwe can move on without him and continue to be a great product i really hope so because like you said it's he's essentially hopefully for gone for good so you just mm-hmm. have to like you have to support the people that are busting their ass to actually you know entertain everybody the point of so well you would think the point of actually wrestling or just sports entertainment in general it's sad that you have to even like say that but uh, it's just it's tough i can see where jack's coming from because it's just like 
God, if his if it just it would never end it never ends with him. It seems like it's always some shit. And it's just like hopefully this is finally it. Like hopefully we don't have to deal with him anymore because it's just and I hope karma karma cannot come for him badly enough. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, the the man the the man I I honestly see it as one of those situations where like he's old and gray and now all the bad skeletons are coming after him and it won't be a few years from now, two, three years from now, he'll he'll drop dead and that'll be that. Yeah. Which he'll pay he'll pay one way or another. Oh yeah. Carmel will come for him eventually, hopefully and, sooner rather than later, but still. And, and by all accounts, from what I've read, he's completely ostracized from his family. Yeah. Um, he hasn't spoke. He, apparently, from what I read, and this is just, again, take this with a grain of salt, but he basically spent the, the holidays by himself alone, ostracized from his family because mm-hmm. he's separated from his wife. And his kids, Shane and Stephanie, they basically don't want anything to do with him. Which you know? I don't blame them. Yeah, so, like, again, for the people that are looking for the witch hunt to be able to stand on top of their pedestal, if you're looking at mainly Stephanie and Triple H, take take to account that the first time Vince was like, I got to get the hell up out of here, <laughs> like, they yeah. wanted to make sure he wasn't coming back. He only came back because technically he still had the power to do so. And as you see, his numbers were were fucking numbered at that point. And I think he knew that. I think he he felt like this was his last attempt to stamp his flag. Yeah. You know, and honestly, it just it just wasn't going his way in the first place. Like you rarely heard that he was backstage hadn't any power to do anything the only time he flexed his power when there were network heads because again they were in the midst of this tv rights negotiations so he had to be the big bad vince mcmahon other than that it was mainly triple h and and his crew that he put in charge to to run the show and again it's it's why everything is better you know it's literally i mean they got kevin done the hell up out of there and the TV product, in terms of aesthetics, has gotten better in just two, three weeks. You know? Yeah, it's funny it, how that works. It, it's like, and now they're saying, well, because they're going to Netflix, they want to incorporate some real-life sports element to, to the WWE, which I can only assume that means that WWE uh, will be a more competitive-based product with their wwe flair for the dramatic and presentation which is uh, to me that's great so like you know this is a dark cloud that hopefully is going to dissipate soon and wwe can go back to being great i really hope so (laughs) i really hope because i don't know how much more of this we could take honestly (laughs) like for fuck's sake um (laughs) well as jack said shifting uh tones now um what are our thoughts on our truth and uh, judgment day? Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I think I think they kind of ended it at the right point though, because mm-hmm. I think they could run the risk of it getting a little too a little too much. Where I think it was you were kind of starting to see like, oh, we're just not going to take the judgment day seriously. And I think they kind of played it off perfectly on Raw, where Damien and them they're like, look, we got to go back to what made us like the judgment day in the first place yeah we all know who the problem is 
we need to get rid of him and they did and that was a really good match with them and diy like that was oh. such a good match so it's like i i think this it's safe to say judgment day's back which i'm not going to complain because i like judgment days so um yeah i'm hoping this is kind of taking him back to what made him a formidable faction in the first place yeah i mean we all know how i feel about um you know comedy and wrestling i don't hate comedy and wrestling i actually love comedy and wrestling yeah. it's just a matter of doing it right um not to be that guy but again the reason i bring that point up is because uh, a, uh an example of not doing comedy and wrestling right was better than you baby you know yeah. i could break that down i've done so plenty of times the reason yeah. it works for judgment day and our truth is because our truth is a comedy wrestler you yeah. know that's that's his stick that's he's been doing that for like 10 15 years and you know <laughs> and, it, and it works because he's apparently the rumor is he's in his 50s and he looks like he's in his 30s the dude is a yeah. vampire you know really though he, he, he literally just had, he's just coming off his first major injury of his career. You know, Jeez, out of how insane. long, out of as long as he's been doing it, he's been able to keep his body in, in that shape um, for at least this long until he had that injury. He comes back from injury. He, he comes back on one of the biggest nights in company history and is one of the focal points in terms of returns along with CM Punk and Randy Orton. They put him in the thing with Judgment Day. It's just absolutely hilarious because R-Truth is just naturally a genius comedian. Yeah. His, his, his natural ability to be believable as a comedian, his timing as a comedian, he's just fantastic and that's what makes it work. But like you said wwe they know when to to cut the head off you know they know when it when is the right amount and then when it's too much yeah you know they know that perfect cutoff so in my eyes they had they've set it up to where they can do judgment day versus awesome truth at wrestlemania and people would yeah. dig it you know, and it'd be great because not only Judgment Day get a spot on WrestleMania card, Miz gets a spot on, on the WrestleMania yep. card. And Miz has been a guy who is, in terms of who do you want to say is reliable on the roster, Miz has been that guy for years. Whether oh, you yeah. like him or not, he's always been reliable. And mm -hmm. now that they have him doing this face run, it just works. You know, so yeah. they basically have set it up to where they cut it off so people don't get uh, overwhelmed with the R-True funny business in Serious Judgment Day. And they've set it up to do something for, for WrestleMania, potentially. That's just me spitballing. That's what I would do. I would do Awesome Truth Judgment Day for the tag titles at WrestleMania. Hey, it could work. I like it. I think so. I think it'd be a pretty good idea. But yeah, they, for the most part, know when to not overdo it especially with the comedy because you could you could start to see people being like okay is judgment day going to become a comedy act and it's like can we not because they've shown that they're capable of doing it but mm -hmm. they know that but they've also shown that that's not their actual thing so it was nice seeing that side of judgment day but also it's like can we go back to like formidable judgment day because that's where their uh, power lies 
Yeah. All right, so we're going to stay on Raw. Uh, did Seth's promo build up his title more or bury Roman's title more? Oh, boy. That, mm. was, that was a very interesting promo, wasn't it? Because yeah. it was almost just like, no, you need to pick me, not Roman. And I'm like, doesn't that kind of defeat the whole purpose of why Cody won the Rumble in the first place? So I'm like, I mean, poor Seth. He was probably just looking for any competition now because he doesn't have an opponent anymore at WrestleMania. But mm-hmm. um Ah, it's yeah, it's tough because I see where he was going from with it, but it's also kind of I don't know. At least for me, when he's just like, "Well, we've shown that Roman's not this like god anymore," and blah blah blah, and he's like not like he's not untouchable anymore. It's like, but he still kind of is though until Cody gets his hands on him because it's just like right. you because we still to this day. Who can you name besides Cody Rhodes that can take that title off him right now? Yeah, uh, there's, there's there's nobody. I don't care. I like I love L.A. Knight, but even I know he wasn't the guy that was no. that was ready for that moment. It's 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 primed and ready for for Cody hopefully uh, to do it. Yeah, but I I see <laughs> what you're saying. In, in terms of in terms of the promo, like. In in a way, it's almost like how how is Seth supposed to react? You know, he yeah. why 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 should he sit back and not believe that his championship is the A championship? Yeah. Um. You know, because of it's a simple contrast to to everything that Roman is as a champion. Roman takes the long sabbaticals, goes on the long hiatuses, while Seth is out here on one leg and a broken back, you know, churning out these A-plus matches. And people are like, well, it's just Seth. And then Seth comes out and has uh, the A-plus matches and shuts everybody up. Yeah. But on the flip side, Roman Reigns may not wrestle a lot and may not do a lot, but anytime he's on TV, his segments are, are the the highest rated they his segments are the one that do numbers on social media his matches are are still the most uh sought after matches on any ple card i would say that this royal rumble showed um what i say a lot about championship matches in terms of multi-man matches yeah they kind of i get the point of them but it's always better to instead of having the multi-man match is to break it down and figure out how to make stories out of those individual pieces because in the end the the finale of it would look stronger this match was kind of like kind of like mid you know but like yeah in terms of in terms of roman and the title you know it's kind of like what michael cole said on, on the royal rumble he said you know, there's a lot of chatter online about Roman not being around a lot, not defending the title. Oh, oh, it's cheating in matches. And Michael Cole was like, the only thing I have to say to that is, is beat him. So it's like, yeah, yeah Michael Cole just basically told you guys to eat a dick. Like, you know, yeah, like, he's not wrong. Like, find a guy that can beat this guy. Yeah. You, you thought you had it in LA night. And he wasn't the guy. Good thing about it is LA Knight, in terms of his popularity, hasn't lost any of his popularity. Um, 
it wasn't main event Jey Uso. They packed him up and moved him to the other show. You know, it wasn't yeah. this guy. It wasn't Edge. It wasn't Daniel Bryan. It, it has been nobody. It was almost Cody. It was oh. almost Cody. But, like, he had them on the ropes. You know, mm-hmm. he had them because, again, the foundation was starting to crack the night before the Usos lost the title. You know, so it's almost like there was there was like a a, a web effect, a, a domino of things yeah, were happening where Cody was almost a guy. Yeah. He was almost a guy. Almost there, but almost there and he didn't do it in 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 a whole calendar year how has he upped his game to where he he knows it's basically the way i see it in terms of of the wrestlemania match if he goes with roman reigns it'll break down almost exactly the same yeah but cody's going to be ready for it he he knows yeah. it's coming. He knows oh, yeah. it's coming. So he's gonna he's gonna have something up his sleeve to be ready. And it, and it, it's it's gonna be when he wins that title. I just imagine the locker room coming out, him on their shoulders, pyro yeah. going off. It, he's he's that guy. It's almost like when 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 uh, when when Flair beat Harley Race or when Dusty won the title yeah. or, or, or when Lex Luger won the title and he was paraded around when Sting beat Hogan uh, for the title, you know, and, and he, they, everybody, I see it the same way. Cause that's just what Cody, Cody is to, to the WWE, the locker room, the fans, this man could run for president. He'd get a lot of votes. Oh yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> like, it, it's almost going to be like, and obviously in terms of nerd speak it's pretty much going to be like when uh like the rebel the rebels beat the empire in star wars so it's like you finally huh. finally after so many tries and so many like failures you finally get around to like finally defeating like the unbeatable so it's like that's pretty much an epic tale if you've ever written one so it's just like it's pretty textbook so I it's would like to stuff. think they're not going to mess it up this time. Like, I don't think so. I, the only the only reason I I see them extending this reign of, of Roman Reigns is, is to to beat out Hulk Hogan and and wash away that stain. And yeah. I don't even see that happening because they had the man do voiceover work for for a Royal Rumble. So I did not get that at all. I hated that, but it's just like. As much as I would love to see his name get scrubbed from the record books, it's just we do not have that kind of time. Yeah, we don't. Let's put it this way. If Cody loses at WrestleMania, um, I you don't want to sound too dramatic, but I feel like this would be pretty safe to say, especially in a city like Philadelphia, I would be probably fearing for my own safety if he loses. So um, I'd rather not do that because I think if... (laughs) he loses again oh people are gonna be fucking mad and they're not gonna take it well and philly does not take losing very well so um i don't want to see what would happen if he lost i'd rather not experience what would happen if he loses so you know what let's just not do that yeah but this is this is the beauty of of being a wrestling fan these days is like we're 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 it's hard for us to figure out which way they're going to go, which obviously means that we're going to be intrigued enough to, to watch the show. 
which yeah. has always been kind of difficult to do in, in this day and age. Everything had become so predictable because everybody's got sources. Everybody's got rumors of what they want to do creatively. Everybody wants to peel back the curtain and in turn people forget we're supposed to be fans of this. We're supposed yeah. to enjoy this. The, the, the part of, of the, the fun of it is, is the illusion and it's not knowing what's going to happen and, and who's going to win. We're cheering for this guy. We're booing this guy. We want to see this guy win, but somehow this guy wins. And that's the beauty of wrestling. So I feel like all the people that are hunting for these scoops, they're, they're, they're not doing it because they love wrestling or they, they, they're having fun with it because they're obviously missing the point. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It's just, uh, it's the beauty and the pain of being yeah. a wrestling fan, honestly. Um, so I feel like to go back to the like actual answer of the question, I feel like Seth built up his title more than he buried Romans, I think. Mm. Kind of like just like what you were going off of because it's just like, okay, well, yeah, Roman sucks and whatever, but this is why I have like the better title. It's just like, I guess he kind of did both in a way, but I feel like he built up his title more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's two it's two separate schools of thought. Like, again, it's it's Roman's title versus the workhorse title. You got the yeah like he said kind of like the hollywood title this is roman has the entertainment um aspect of sports entertainment while uh seth is holding down the the pro wrestling front yeah yeah exactly so <sighs> and he's got a point he's definitely got a point but uh yeah. it was a little funny to see him try and like kind of maybe convince Cody to pick him instead. And I'm like, yeah, that's not happening, but <laughs> you have to go find somebody else, Seth, unfortunately. So, um, anyway, so now we're going to go to the women's division. Uh, where do we see Naomi fitting on this roster and in the WrestleMania plans? Um, <sighs> unfortunately, I feel like, it, uh, I don't see her, at least right now, being on the card, which mm -hmm. I hate to say, but because let's be honest, it's going to be Bailey and EO. We already know where the story's going. Like, that's where I'm hoping it's going. It's going to be Becky and Rhea, thank God, because it's just like that. I just want to see that. It's going to, like, you talk about me disintegrating. I will <laughs> fully disintegrate seeing that match happen. Um, and then ugh, for the tag titles, I don't. I hope they wouldn't subject her to just throwing her with somebody and like having like a multi woman tag title match, I guess I'm kind of, okay. So this is just me being biased and fully just selfish. I want it to be Kabuki warriors and Zoe Stark and Shayna at WrestleMania. Will it happen? Mm -hmm. Maybe possibly. Um, that's why I'm kind of just hoping like, can we just avoid elimination chamber and pretend it doesn't exist? I don't think they're mm -hmm. going to put those titles on the line at elimination chamber again that's just maybe me just hoping it willing it into existence um i feel like if they don't if they don't defend them at elimination chamber i feel like it would almost be a guarantee they would have to defend them at wrestlemania because i would think triple h wouldn't leave them off the card hopefully mm. but even if they were like, oh yeah, we can put Naomi on the card just for like that kind of match. Who would you put her with? That's the thing. Like, yeah, 
it just wouldn't make any sense. Um, I feel like maybe she'll gain some traction after WrestleMania is done, because then it's just like, all right, we can wipe the slate clean. This will be a whole mm-hmm. new like like season essentially. But um, yeah, as of right now, it's kind of tough to say where she's gonna what she's gonna be doing. I think they said they're putting her on SmackDown, if I remember correctly. There was a rumor that she'd be on SmackDown, which I think would be a pretty good fit for her, because I mean that was her home before she left WWE anyway. I just don't. Now I'm trying to think of who she could even really feud with to start. Like, it, it, it's tough in this short amount of time. Yeah, that's you know? the only problem with the Rumble being so close to WrestleMania is that, especially when it comes to these kind of things, unless you don't have definitive set plans for your women's titles, which they wouldn't, they would have these plans already. It's kind of have to be like, a, okay, well, we'll wait and see what happens after WrestleMania and go from there because. Yeah, I just, I just don't see her really doing anything like major until after WrestleMania. But that's just me. We it could change, but at least just from what I'm seeing right now, I just don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I I think it's gonna be tough, and you know, it's it's one of those things. It's kind of like what I thought about um all in, and it's the simple fact that unfortunately not everybody's going to be on the show. You know, you no. can't you can't put everybody on the show. So as far as like what's Naomi's plans for for WrestleMania? I I don't I don't know. Um I do think it would be a good idea, you know, to put her in the elimination chamber. Yeah. See what ha- see what you could do there. Build build up some momentum for her there that you could do after WrestleMania. I just think like you said they they're going to have to do some some work to to figure out if they want to put her on the card and 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 like i think as talented as she is she if you put her on the card nobody's gonna bat an eye and say she doesn't deserve to be on the card no not all. it's it's just you want to make sure it makes sense yeah that's, that's the biggest thing you just want to make sure it makes sense you know you just don't like you said you don't want her just thrown on there you know you don't yeah. want her thrown it you know why put her in the same exact position she was with sasha banks mm-hmm. before she left yeah you know she left and she got better you know yeah. oh yeah she got better so and then not only did she get better at a different place she still decided all right i got better at a different place but i'll come home she came yeah. home like you know yeah. it's, it's it's time to like you got to reward that you know so she definitely deserves you know a, a upper part uh, upper part of of the women's division so if they're if they're unable to figure out a way to put her on the wrestlemania card if i was her of course i'd be bummed because i would want to be on wrestlemania but i'd understand the fact that it's probably because it's going to lead to something bigger down the road and they're just giving me time to let that blossom and, and happen exactly so i agree i yeah it's one of those where it's just like it wouldn't be a matter of why is she on the card like talent wise it would be like why is she on the card in this capacity in a way where it's like okay she's too talented to be put in insert whatever match here in a way if it didn't like actually make sense like a multi-woman battle royal or something like which i mean i have a love-hate relationship with those because i feel like it's 
I'm not gonna say it's lazy booking, but it's just like I guess at least the women are on the card. Like that's true, yeah. Because at least for me, I was kind of like, because I think my mom and I were talking about this earlier, where I'm like, you know, I don't even really care in what capacity like Shayna's on the card or if God willing Dakota's cleared to do something on the card at WrestleMania. It's like I don't care personally when or how they'll be on the card i just want them on the card but again it's personal reasons but it's just like there's got to be a reason like just give me a little bit of a reason it doesn't even have to be like a massive reason just like oh yeah it makes sense because insert whatever here but only time will tell what they'll be doing with naomi i mean hopefully it'll be something big because uh i don't think they would just be like, oh, wait, hey, we're glad you came back. You didn't really have to. Um, yeah, so we'll just put you in the like lower card. It's fine. Like we, we, you'll be okay with that, right? Like, I don't think Triple H is the kind of person that would do that. Yeah, I, I'd love to. I'd love to see her in the Bloodline. Yeah, wouldn't that you know, be something? Put her, put her, put her with her husband, and the simple fact that her husband's. A fucking idiot at times and like yeah. she's she's kind of intelligent she's like she's like trying to figure out why her husband keeps like goofing off and, and yeah. screwing up and making roman mad and roman's like he's your husband you handle it like it, it would be perfect for her to get that yeah. that bloodline rub it and it makes sense she's family she's in that family and she could be a bad guy if she wants to. She has before, so. Yeah, yeah. And it, it would totally work. Like, it would totally work because, like, she'd be a heel. But, again, her aspect is, like, she's got she's, she's to gotta keep an eye on her husband because her husband means well. He just keeps screwing up. He, he's, still, <laughs> he's dumb. Like, she has to be the yeah. worst. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. She has to keep reminding him not to say yeet. Like, you know, like. Yeah, like. Don't make him mad, please. Yeah, don't do that. So, like, there's there's tons of things that you can do. It's just cool to see her back. It's cool to see the reception that she got. And, again, the one thing you want to avoid is, is putting her in a position where she's got to go after those tag titles because she was in that position already when she left. And, again, she got better when she left. So Exactly. I completely agree. So, hopefully, we see some big things for her. Whether it's at WrestleMania or Elimination Chamber or afterwards, as long as we we get to see it, I'll be I'll be uh, excited for it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, In the past year, Sami Zayn has only one singles win. Have uh, they cooled him off a little too much? What do you think? (sighs) I mean, yes and no in a way, because it's almost just like he is definitely nowhere near where he was with the Bloodline, but he also it's tough because it's like he almost doesn't need to be Mm -hmm. because it's like that's just like his chapter of the story is over so it's like yeah i mean he he obviously is so popular with the fans you heard him number 30 in the rumble they cheered for him it's just yeah yeah i feel like it it would be very tough to like I don't know, because I feel like if you didn't cool him off enough, then it would be like you'd kind of be booking yourselves into a corner, because then it's just like, okay, people are still hot for him, but he doesn't really, like, fit into the plans anymore, so if we, like, don't do anything with him, the fans are going to get pissy, but then it's just like, what else were they supposed to do with him, though, unfortunately, so I feel like it was just unfortunate, like, circumstance, where it's like, 
okay, your time's come and gone with the story. Like, we're moving on to other things now. And that's just, I guess, the way it had to be, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think uh, what plays a factor, too, is there's not really an overabundance, but there is an abundance of really good guys, really good-natured uh, competitors uh, for WWE. I mean, they got Cody. Yeah. Now they got CM Punk. Now they have Jay Uso. You know, Sami Zayn was a part of that. I'm sure you could throw Kevin Owens in that mix. Yeah, you know, yeah. So like, there's a bunch of uh, 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 of good guys on the show where it's like, it's kind of hard because it's almost like back then, back then it was only like John Cena. And a couple stragglers, but John right, Cena, stereo was, maybe. Like. Yeah, yeah, but they were like always a level under Cena. Oh you yeah, know, Cena was the main good guy. Um, but now it's like those guys that I mentioned. There's a bunch of good guys, and yeah. they're all almost at the same level, which kind of is what made the the Royal Rumble so intriguing in the first part. Was it was both guys, CM Punk, Cody Rhodes like the crowd couldn't boo either guy no and like the the, if you felt strong for cody there was somebody who felt just as strong for punk it was always it's almost like that hogan macho man dynamic where it was just like you you can't boo any of these guys like there's just too many good guys it was like a win-win situation kind of thing yeah, like, yeah either one of them could have won it was like okay that's yeah that works yeah so that's the situation that Sami Zayn faces that like there's a couple other guys kind of doing the same thing where where he where he thrives and i don't think wwe like they kind of picked up on it but not to its full potential is that he is one of those guys that just doesn't have he doesn't have anything within his body that makes him quit. He is for all intent and purposes, the, the quintessential underdog, you know, and Mm -hmm. he's that type of underdog that you look at him and he's like, he's not six, five Jack to the gills, 280 pounds. He's a regular, he kind of just looks like a regular old Joe Schmo, like, you know, everybody else on the street, you know, but he just doesn't, he doesn't know when to quit. He's always going to be that underdog and he's always going to fight for what he thinks is right. You know, so people can identify with that. But I think that's the thing that separates Sami Zayn from that pack of other guys. So when WWE can tap into that to its fullest potential, like kind of like the way they did in NXT when he was running things in NXT, when they can tap into that again, they'll, they'll, they'll see like they have literal diamond right there but again like he's one of the guys that makes wwe product now so solid from his promos from his ring work from you know just the way he you know he's his intensity for a match like you know he's one of the bright spots of the show yeah i completely agree i'm sure his time will come at some point just yeah like you said right now there's a lot of a lot of good guys so he's kind of i'm not gonna say lost in the shuffle but he's not like standing out in a way i guess right yeah yeah so we'll go with that way so yeah i say it just kind of just happened unfortunately yeah Alrighty. so now we're going to switch over to jack's AEW questions um 
what are our thoughts on Sting's last match and the uh, Bucks' new characters? Um, the I don't know. The Bucks' new characters are just like okay. It's like I feel like they kind of <laughs> just a little too tongue in cheek about the whole. Well, we're just the EVP, so we can do whatever we want. It's just like yeah. okay, where have we seen that before? It's nothing like it's nothing new. It doesn't really like. It doesn't really make me hate them. It just makes me kind of like roll my eyes. It's just like, okay, sure, whatever. Like that promo that they cut, what was it? A couple of weeks ago, I think, where it was just like, it just was not, a, not like it wasn't a terrible promo, but it wasn't just like, it didn't really make me hooked on like, oh my God, I can't believe this is going to be like Sting's last match. It's just like, mm-hmm. okay. It was just like, it was just like another promo. There was nothing that made it stand out. Right. Which for a team like the Young Bus is not a good thing, but it's just like this this is all you guys got. Like you, yeah, I'm still it, waiting for them to make it make sense that this has to be his last match. Besides just oh, okay, well we respect him, but he like reminds us of just like the the problem with why we why we started AEW in the first place. It's just like okay, I get it, but also it's like mm-hmm. eh, sure like <laughs> it, it was kind of funny though where they were talking about like the, oh we need to get rid of the like cancerous like people in the locker room and it's just like mm, i think some people could probably say that about you guys but hey whatever um yeah it's just i kind of was hoping for a little more for sting but hey if this is what he wanted because i think that was pretty much he had a pretty heavy hand in who he wanted and he wanted them so it's like sure um but i'm not really like oh my god i can't wait till revolution because this is what we get to see it's just like okay it's gonna it's gonna be there i guess and that's about (laughs) it yeah yeah um i get like this it's it's an odd choice from sting but hey if that's that's what he wanted he uh he totally deserved it you know yeah. he deserves to handpick whoever he wants to have his send off with as um, long as it wasn't rick flair right like, that's, all we, <laughs> that's all we needed like we don't need that please but yeah so um in terms of the the new young bucks eh, whatever i just i just don't think that uh that matt or matthew uh yeah. should be should be the one cutting the promos because yeah. like his promo style is so weird it's almost like neurotic and spastic yeah it's very erratic like yeah and it's almost like over the top it's not believable yeah you know like trying too hard exactly whereas like nick he's just like chill kind of laid back so everything he says comes out a little bit more naturally Mm -hmm. you know so it's just like they need to they need to switch up their promo style and, and and simplify it they're saying a lot of words you know, like yeah, no saying, exactly because it, it's it's a lot of muck to get through the idea of oh they're just playing dickhead EVPs now. You know yeah. that that wants to that wants to they're kind of mocking the critics of, of AEW online, which is which is smart. It, it can be it can be good, uh, but I feel like amp that up a little bit but again simplify it make it more natural and, and not as spastic 
you yeah. know, and it, it'll come across better. But like, I see what they're trying to do. It's just, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta analyze it a lot further to get to where they're trying to go. Yeah, exactly. It's just, uh, it's just not doing it for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I don't blame you. It's just, it's just interesting. Like now, now you're seeing my pain with, uh, better than you baby. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because part of that is, uh, Jack's next question or comment is, um, yuck. Undisputed Kingdom seems to have lost all its momentum. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They never had it. What momentum did they have? They're, it's... they're, no, go ahead. Their, lead, their leader, the guy that was revealed to be their leader, is a goddamn cripple for the next six to eight months. I was literally going to say the same thing. I'm like, it's kind of hard when your leader can't really do anything. You kind of have to have everybody do it for him. Which is why, which is why I was like, I wasn't mad that the devil turned out to be Adam. It made sense. But still part of me, I'm like, why couldn't it have been Brit? At least it could have made some more sense. You could have added a little more wrinkle into the story, but no, we had to go with the obvious choice. I'm like, I, I this mean, is fine, I guess. Thing, the thing is, if, if Adam didn't get hurt, his yeah. reveal would have been fine. He got hurt, so you you pivot to Brit, who hasn't been doing anything anyway, Literally. So you 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 bring her back and you put her in this position. People go, whoa, you know, like you know that's cool. yeah. Like and then the whole time when Adam is is healing up, his whole deal is is Brit. How can you do this? Like, why would you do yeah. this? You know, well, you make, how could you do this? Right? Yeah, like yeah. yeah, make it a whole big six month to eight month affair where he's like broken because. Brit went ahead and she did this devil thing and he feels bad for MJF. So like you, you stretch it out. And then when he's healed up and ready to go, you, you, you reveal that it was all a collusion all along. Yeah. You like know? why? <laughs> that sounds so much more interesting than what we actually got. Like, yeah. So it's on. just like, but again, this would have never happened if they would have did what I told them to do in the first place, which is you turn whoever, it didn't matter if it was Adam or you turn MJF, you turn one of them as soon as they lost to, to FTR on collision. And they did that, you know, I know you're going to turn on me, so do it. Somebody should have fucking did it, yeah. but they didn't do that. What else did we get? We got a bunch of uh kangaroo kicks and brochacho and and the whole dancing thing that was that was fucking stupid and i told everybody from the get-go this is dumb it absolutely neutered mjf's title reign because as soon as that like as soon as he got linked up in this program with joe that's where everybody came out of the woodwork and said oh well this mjf title reign was completely useless it was stupid it yep. was non-memorable well why do you think they did a whole segment about them going to the outback steakhouse yeah this is this is like wwe like 2010s kind of shit yeah, like completely campy just stupid again it was known it you you don't do multiple back to back to back to back comedy segments yeah. with your world heavyweight champion who at one point 
was the hottest heel in the entire industry because he called his boss a fucking mark. Yep. Like, like, mm-hmm. what were you doing? Him calling Tony Khan a mark on live TV was almost the equivalent of Stone Cold stunning Vince McMahon for the first time. Yeah, literally. It should have, it should have catapulted a whole mess of stuff for MJF to be the top dog of this entire game. But what did it do? All he did was parade around with with a Burberry title. He got his supposed best friend hurt. And for a, for a couple weeks to a couple months, Jay White stole his belt. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, literally. Like, that's, you know? that's why it's just like, at least if you, like you said, went through with this stupid shit, you could have had Brick come out. Because clearly Adam's out for, Jesus, God knows how long at this point. At least a summer, probably. Had her come out. Be like, you know what? You, how do you not realize what you've done to him if it wasn't for you and this stupid shit, essentially? You wouldn't have, he wouldn't have broken his ankle. He wouldn't have to be just sitting at home for God knows how long. Like, this is your fault because you got him into all of this and blah, blah, blah. And yet, no. You have to have the leader of your big faction crippled for the next however many months, and it's just like no one cares. Like, it's just like, guys, you had it right there, and you just you listened a little too much to the fans. And that's what it was. They they placated the fans for internet points, you know. And now the same fans are turning on them because it's like well, exactly, I exactly. That's the one thing you have to realize is like you'll you'll please these people one moment, and within the same second they're gonna turn on you. Fickle. They're, they'll never ever ever be happy. Whatever you do, whether it's good or bad, somebody's going to have a negative about it. It's just a way that the world works now for some reason. Everybody's just pissed off about something. So you can't please them. So do what you want, but also do the logical thing. Again, get your money up, not your funny up. You know, the the internet, internet points and Dave Meltzer ratings and Dave Meltzer awards they're not going to pay people's bills. They're not going to put extra money in your pocket so you can pay your employees. You know, your product is, it's a miracle that somehow Forbes has, uh, they ranked this company. They're valued at something like $2 billion where their, their last dynamite, I think got barely over 2000 people in attendance. Yeah, that, yeah, which I mean, I guess it's like, I guess it's a good thing that they brought in, I don't remember their name, he was like the live events coordinator or something, where Mm. he finally was saying what everybody should have been saying, where it's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't have these major, like, shows in these small-ass towns that are, should be safe for live events, like, it's just... It just doesn't work, and I'm not sure why Tony thought that was going to be a good idea, because you're not WWE. You're not Mm -hmm. WWE scale. And even WWE doesn't go, yeah, we can run Raw or SmackDown in, what's the one place they're going to in, like, Idaho or something? It's like, oh, yeah, sure, we could totally run a full-on televised show from there and expect ticket sales to do well. No, you sell cheaper-ish tickets for live events, because that's what the small towns are for. 
Yeah, I, I mean, mean, what did you expect? They got they got the they got a couple big towns, but they also have mixed in, you know, Cedar Park, Texas, yeah. Henderson, Nevada, which they'll market as as Vegas. Las Vegas, you know, and Edinburgh, Texas, you well, know, like well, and then also stop going to Chicago every three like weeks. It seems like too like. And 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 you know what I, what else I see too is that they're they're uh relying very heavily not only on on what they did uh, uh at the first all in um but they're they're already like heavily promoting this all in completely taking the focus off the events that they have coming up almost what like seven months beforehand you yeah. know yeah you know like your actual pay per view rotation. Yeah. And- be like it'd be like wwe promoting wrestlemania every every day you know and it's literally a calendar year away you know like yeah, the, the raw after the raw after mania is when they start advertising heavily for the next wrestlemania it's just like literally it's like guys you need to see the you can't see the forest for the trees right now yeah like, yeah like i get the point like focus on what you got going on because it's it's crazy it's awesome that you can put 81,000 UK fans in an arena for a wrestling show, but it's kind of weird that like you come back to the States and you can barely get over 2000 people. Yeah. Because the thing is UK fans were just happy that you finally showed up to the country. Once that novelty wears off, what are you going to do then? Exactly. Because I guarantee you there's a good, eh, maybe not a good Porsche. I don't know. There's probably some group of people that went to all in and they're like, we waited for all all our time for this <laughs> like <laughs> really I, like... I, it's just like it's just like and going back to undisputed kingdom adam cole should be the biggest thing in wrestling right now he should be the the hbk of our our generation and yeah. he got hurt unfortunately he got hurt doing shit in an angle he he shouldn't have been in no that's the frustrating part is like this could have all been avoided if we just use some logic you yeah know? and stop pandering to the fans all the time because like i said we as a fan base are fickle there we are really really yeah. fickle so what did you expect to happen that at some point you were going to get tired of this because you just went for the cheap hit and like the immediate serotonin boost and look what happened now, now you got a, now you got now you got a warehouse full of merch that you can't sell oh my god well also <laughs> too the, we're not going to get into it too much but it's just like not every meme has to be a shirt <laughs> some of these shirts i see i'm just like okay great you probably get maybe we'll just say like if you're lucky a thousand people to buy this shirt and you probably have tens of thousands of this sitting in the warehouse for for what nothing it's just because it's stupid it's stupid <sighs> but this company yeah um well back to like a good thing about it though one of the very few good things about it uh what are our thoughts on the hangman and swerve rivalry it seems like hanger always has the uh, best rivalries i think mm-hmm. it's pretty safe to say this is one of the very few things that AEW has going for it right now and i really hope they don't fuck it up mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna go down as one of the rivalries if not the rivalry that that defined the the early years of of AEW because yeah. because of how good it is the natural chemistry between these guys um they're both great they both deserve their world t- title 
material, both of them. When AEW was not even a show, when they were just starting, I was like, if if they don't center Hangman as the guy of the company, the poster child of the company, they're doing something wrong because he he's like he's got he's got the Magnum TA vibes, and he and he's fully leaning into the the Magnum TA vibe with the mustache, the mustache and everything. God. He's like leaning into it now, which is perfect. But he he has that that I hate to use the word because kids are using the word like like everything like water these days but it's like he has that aura of i'm yeah. i'm i'm a i'm the guy yeah. you know um and another thing is what i always said about AEW. their bread and butter is real life shit real oh, life yeah. real life animosity real life beef real life just negative vibes between two people like these dudes do not like each other we can't even figure out if they respect each other. You know, it's yeah. just, it's like, it's, it's, it's on site. When we see each other, we're going to scrap, you know, and, oh, and, yeah. and that, that Texas death match, like that, I, I'm not a death match guy. I don't like blood. I, I, I don't like the, I, but I would be much more of a death match guy. If you can give me a story like this, because, oh yeah. It had to come down to that. Again, I said earlier, Swerve broke into this man's house and like was having a full-blown conversation with his baby while the baby was in the crib and you could see it through the baby monitor. That's just wild to me, you know? But again, it's that stuff that makes AEW compelling. That's why I like watching guys like Eddie Kingston and, and... Eddie and, and CM Punk's rivalry in AEW it yeah. will go down as history because it was real life beef. It was real life animosity. And instead of being a bitch about it and just bitching, pissing and moaning on the microphone, we're going to scrap, you know, yeah. like, you know, and yeah, that's, that's the alternative that we need from AEW that separates it from WWE. And if WWE goes with this more competitive sports-based style concept when they move to Netflix, AEW's in trouble. Uh, yeah, they. I mean, they're in trouble now, but it's... I will say, though, I, I do agree that it's probably, like, their centerpiece of the rivalry. It's almost like um, Ciampa and Gargano, like, black and gold nxt kind of rivalry yeah however i do have one tiny little problem with it how come the biggest thing with swerve initially with this rivalry was essentially hangman you've gotten complacent you just have your spot because you're an evp whatever like i'm gonna come take your spot because i would do more with it than you have so he does essentially i mean he gets (laughs) takes him out of commission for however long and then hangman just comes back and takes the spot that he lost even though swerve has it so i'm just kind of like hangman i love you but i don't think you have any right coming out here like all of a sudden being like no i want a title shot it's like okay what have you done lately that has warranted a title shot swerve has done it like he hung you with a chain in a match yeah like you have no room to be talking about a title shot right now but i mean i guess swerve can like use that as ammo where it's like see you're doing exactly what you're just waltzing your way back into my spot you're not taking it from me but it's just like 
it was a little odd where I'm just like, that was kind of the whole crux of the whole thing in the first place where it's just like, I'm taking your spot, whether you like it or not. And he does only for Hangman to come back and make the exact same spot. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, that that was confusing to me is because like with the Texas Deathmatch, you like that that was that was one of those old school wrestling concepts where like okay, these guys have been in, in a rivalry, we have to do something big so they can blow it off. Yeah. You know, so, so they have this incredible Texas Deathmatch, Hangman goes away for a while and he comes back and he's right into the thick of it with Swerve again. Again, I understand the concept of these guys will forever be linked with each other in terms of animosity and just pure hatred for each other. And eventually you'll have to revisit it. I just thought it was weird that they would kind of pseudo get back into it so soon. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like right after the Texas death match and you guys are ready to squabble again. Like, okay, at this point, somebody's got to die like what more can you do like you know what i'm saying because you literally could have just and it was like as simple as plain as day again which you would think but clearly not hammer tries to come back swerves like yeah no get to the back of the line your spot's mine now and hangman is the perfect kind of guy to put into that role of now he's got to fight and scratch and claw for whatever he's earned because that's pretty much just been hangman from the get-go so it's kind of like you could have just put him in that role again and no one was gonna bat an eye but no you just threw the you just started the rivalry back up that you just ended like a month or so ago like why yeah, like why i don't i don't who who's on the creative team over there like yeah like I mean, if it was Tony Khan and Tony Khan alone, he'd probably do a lot better. If it, it feels like he's got a lot of people in his ear. Yeah, he's got too many people telling him what should be a good idea. And it's just like, okay, well, you can't please all of them. And that's, I think, Tony's biggest like flaw is he'll hear five people, like five different people's ideas, and he's going to try and cram all of them into one. And it's just going to be a mess. Yeah. And this is what we get. So, yeah. And unfortunately, it still doesn't end. Um, but Jack's last question is uh, not holding his breath, but it seems like more effort is being put into the AEW women. <sighs> okay, so this is what I was going to say before. So in a way, he's right. They're focusing. They have more than one storyline. We'll just put it that way. We always say, okay, well, the women need more storylines. Okay, well, they have three off the top of my head that I can think of right now. Mm-hmm. However... That doesn't necessarily mean that they're good storylines. Like, hmm. I mean, like you have Nyla and Athena with Ring of Honor, which that's fine. Like, I mean, Athena and Nyla, like, they're not the problem. So you have Tony and Deanna, which is fine. Like, the promo did its job. That's not the problem I'm having here. You have one of your biggest stars in Chris Statlander stuck in a pseudo comedy, hmm. like, storyline with Stokely Hathaway and Willow Nightingale. Both of them don't need to be in that kind of thing like come on yeah like why why are we making this into like a joke in a way because it's like it's not funny it's just annoying you kind of just want to see both of them just slap him and just like get him away from them but now all of a sudden it's gonna be a comedy thing and i'm like i it's tough because it's like i get it because stack can be funny we've seen her as like not like a comedy act but we've seen that she has a sense of humor so it's like that's not the problem it's just like this could be 
fully a comedy act i don't want that to happen like like judgment day and our truth you you knew when to stop it i don't think they're gonna know when to stop it and it's gonna make me very nervous mm. on top of that you have the stupid ass romance storyline with ruby and soraya and Har and like harley cameron why it is making yeah. ruby look so fucking stupid right now where it's like you mean to tell me after all this time of soraya just not wanting you two to be together and her doing everything in her power to like get you two to like not be together now all of a sudden she's not public enemy or number one or suspect number one and what do you mean why did all of a sudden harley kiss him like why who put you up to it's like why do you not see the thing right in front of you that is so stupid it makes her look so dumb and it's just like why why what are we what are we doing like every woman in that angle deserves better than what they're getting right now because it's just it's stupid shit like no it's like you could do romance storylines so much better than this but it's just like why are you insulting our intelligence like this like i just yeah. i'm not a fan so it's like it's tough because it's like you <laughs> have the storylines for the women but it's just some of them are just not there's not a lot of thought being put into it i don't think yeah again like there are bright spots like i mentioned like for me you know when i saw them you know putting into a program together that involved abaddon i was like oh that's yeah. cool like it's somebody different not usually in the spotlight you know that they're going to center around a yeah. whole program julian you know, Stein. yeah so like i want to see more of that i just want to see random people get opportunities not necessarily straight off the bat for a title but show that they're working towards getting a title opportunity so that way when yeah. that title opportunity actually happens people don't go well why the fuck is she getting a title shot like what did she do did she just show up no she's putting in the work she strung together four straight wins and she's been working yeah. dynamite and collision for the past two weeks like you know those are logical things you can do that not only build up an individual within the women's division, but it builds up the women's division as a whole because it's looked at as a competitive division where it, you have an abundance of women who are all fighting for the same goal. They're all being competitive and they just want to rack up some wins. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, I mean, they did that with Julia Hart. Look what happened. Like, yeah, she exactly. was at one point. She was more important than your women's champion. Just yeah. think about it. Like, I mean, to be fair, I think she might even be a little more popular than Tony still, but like, not the point. But it's just like that's what you can do. It's just like, it just feels like when it comes to the women's division with AEW, it gets so close to being like consistent. And then something stupid mm. happens where it's just like, yeah. guys, you were that close. Why did you have to do that? Like, and like I said, they still have some bright spots. Like you said, Abaddon, they're doing great. You have Julia and Sky, which I like that they haven't, they didn't really like make her like another House of Black member. Not that I don't think they needed it. Um, that's a whole other rant. I don't think we have a question about it, but I'm sure at some point we will. Um, House of Black's just... They're fucking frustrating me. Um, not them, <laughs> but the booking is frustrating me, which I'm sure you share the same frustrations, but <laughs> I like that it's like, okay, well, Julia's not fully bound to the house. She can have allies outside of the house. Like you got Sky and it's working pretty well, but it's just like 
I just don't get why they can't just, but it's like, again, you have those moments and then you turn right around and you're like, no, we're going to do a romance storyline with Ruby Soho. Oh, we're going to have like Stokely and Willow and Stad do like a comedy routine. It's just like, why, why, why are we doing this? Yeah. It's just, um, it's, um, this company has a, a lot, like they have a lot going on right now. I think it's safe to say that because we talked about it right when they were still like getting off the ground and everything like, oh, yeah, they have like a grace period, essentially, or whatever, because they're new. I think the grace period's gone. Yeah, it's it's long enough now where it's like, okay, well, you can't blame it on being new anymore. Like, you don't have that excuse anymore. Yeah. And it's showing. If not gone completely, it's definitely dwindling on its last legs. And it's like. I don't like I'm critical of AEW, but there are parts that I still enjoy, yeah. which is why I still watch the product. Yeah. But I will say that we are we are bordering uh, TNA Dixie level stuff oh, right in, in, in terms of uh, of the of a bland, mundane, illogical product. You know, you can't really, the presentation is lackluster because they can't seem to fill an arena. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I feel like the presentation of the show would be a lot more cooler if they can have those different camera angles, but they're so confined because you can't show empty seats because that's bad for perception. Like, you know, like, so what do you do? Like, you know, it's like, we got to do something. We got to create a superstar you know yeah we have have one (laughs) you have one in swerve but like what i like can they build them up i'm saying they need they need a ground they need their own rock they need their own hogan they need their own austin who's gonna be that guy you know yeah like um it could have been mjf but he had to go the route of doing this stupid comedy shit like you don't understand for me as a person who tries to okay like i try to look at it and not see what i want out of it it's more so like are the objectives met you know or does it make sense is this is this good wrestling stuff whether it's a segment promo in the ring is this good wrestling stuff there was nothing about the tag team with Adam Cole that made me go, this is good wrestling stuff. Not the match that they had it all in. Not the match that they had uh, the all in uh, pre-show. Not uh, the 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 match MJF, MJF had with Samoa Joe. Uh, I mean, I understand he was hurt and maybe he was going to drop the belt, but like there was no sense of urgency at the end of that match, everything just fell flat. And we're like, yeah. it almost was like, did Bryce Remsburg make a mistake? Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the vibe that I got from. So it's just like, you, you, you already fumbled MJF and he could have been your, your actual generational talent and not just say he's a generational talent. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no one really believes that anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Let, let's just put it this way. The fact that you, almost compare them to dixie carter tna if that doesn't scare anybody it should it should it's getting to that point like 
to the point like multiple segments are it's just like what are we doing here yeah 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 so it's just god well hopefully they figure it out soon because they don't really have uh like i said the grace period's over so now it's just like show us what you really do and if this is what you're doing then god (laughs) Mm -hmm. not good but um yeah so that was all of jack's questions so thank you again as always all right so we got seven more questions and they're coming from mike and um god this first one i almost just want to like get it out of the way like (laughs) i don't think we want to keep talking about this anymore because it's just going to depress me even more will vince mcmahon ever be mentioned again in wwe um i hope not i hope Mm. not um well actually we can kind of lump two of these questions together um so will vince ever be mentioned again in wwe and will brock lesnar ever wrestle in wwe again now that he's linked with vince um both questions are i hope so i hope we never hear from either of them again um i kind of hope they don't follow that um a very fun path that at least a Vince McMahon WWE was where it's just like, oh, well, eventually people will forget about it. And then, you know, we'll just we'll just bring them back because we're right. going to insult our intelligence. I would like to think Triple H is not going to do that. But um, yeah, but you also have to kind of think, too, people were not too happy with him before the Rumble when he's like, oh, yeah, it's been a great week for WWE where it's just like, hmm, did you really have to not? <laughs> It was very tone deaf. It was very stupid where it's just like, okay, I get it. Like the rock being on like the TKO board and the Netflix deal and whatever, but it's just like, you kind of can't really ignore what else happened. So it's like, maybe just don't say that. So, and it's not like he didn't know what was going on. It was literally three days before the rumble. So it's like, he knew what was going on. Maybe not the best time to say that, but whatever. But um, yeah, I really, really, really hope we never have to hear from either of them again because um i think wwe will be better off for it like i know maybe i'm in the minority but it's just like lesnar is really not that big of a draw where it's just like oh god the company's gonna crumble without him i think they're doing just fine without him same with vince so it's just like yeah maybe just you know never pretend they just don't exist but i feel like unfortunately that's just not gonna happen Mm. but uh in a perfect world, I wish it wouldn't, but I think it sadly will. Lesnar wrestling, on the other hand, is just like, yay, hope we don't see him for a very long time, if ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I don't think we'll, I, I don't think they'll fully give Vince the, the, uh, the Benoit treatment, mm-hmm. but we're not going to hear, like, he, he's definitely not going to be brought up you know, in a, I think the only time uh, Vince McMahon's name will be brought up is is if it necessarily, you know, if it needs to happen. Yeah. Um, that's the only time his name will be brought up. But I don't think you'll see him uh, on WWE TV ever again or anything like that. With Brock, Brock is a, is a, is a little different because. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to say this without diminishing the the acts that he's been accused of. Um, but if anything, like maybe like I'm talking years down the road, 10, 15 years, maybe Brock makes an appearance. Maybe they'll induct him into the Hall of Fame yeah. or or something like that. 
but but that's about it. Um, in terms of him being a a a star for the company again and being on TV, I don't think that's gonna happen because he was pulled from plans from this year's Royal Rumble, which yeah. obviously is a big deal because it sets off plans for WrestleMania. And when this happened, you know, everybody was like, nope, cut the cord. He's yeah. out of here. We're done. Um, we're not losing that Slim Jim money. You're crazy. No, uh, <laughs> no. Funny, how quickly, funny how quickly yeah. they turned around when Vince left. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When, that was, I think that was the deal. Like that Slim Jim probably, was in their ear like yeah get rid of that guy and and maybe we'll we'll think about coming back but yeah um one of the things that i read online is that ari emmanuel who's one of the big head honchos for this tko merger group um he he don't he doesn't play that shit when it comes yeah. to his his money and his businesses nobody's gonna get in front of him uh making money and 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 having his businesses flourish and thrive. If yeah. there's a, any negative aspect to it, he he cuts that off immediately. He's a mm-hmm. he's a corporate shark in that way. And so yeah. like Vince thought yeah. he could run him over and tell him what to do, and clearly but, we saw that was not the case. But that was that's Vince's ego because Vince for the longest time was Teflon. Like yeah, he the the federal government tried to come after Vince and they lost. Yeah. Not only did they lose, they got embarrassed because they thought they had a, 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 an ace in the hole with with Hulk Hogan trying to testify against Vince and it and it backfired. Yeah. You know, and so again, Vince McMahon, the federal government tried to come after Vince McMahon once and they lost. Mm-hmm. You know how hard it is to beat the federal government? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like you have a very good lawyer, and he did, unfortunately. He had that's because my when my dad was here for the holidays, uh, he was watching the Dark Side of the Ring hmm. episode about uh, the the steroid trials. Yeah, and, and I I came in, I saw Roger, I was like, that that lawyer, that Jerry McDevitt, that that's a bad dude. Like and that was. dude, that dude wins every case. But imagine how bad this had to be to be the final straw. Yeah. You know, yeah. for any for anybody that didn't read the lawsuit document, that's how bad this is. Like Yeah, it's not this, great. Yeah, oh. it's not great, but this this was the one. This this was the widow maker right here. The nail you know, in the coffin, hopefully. That it's that's just the craziest thing to me is that Vince thought he was so untouchable that he can get away with the stuff and and guaranteed there's other things that he got away with but he got caught for this one yeah no there's no there's no denying this i mean he can deny it all he wants but i think the proofs i mean i'm not gonna say it's obvious i mean it has to go to trial and everything but it's like i think it's pretty tough to throw this under the rug because you can't (laughs) yeah this is uh this is done for we can only hope but Hopefully we won't have to talk about them for a very long time, but I think once this goes to trial, we'll have to talk about this a lot, unfortunately. So it's not going in a way. Hopefully he does, but you know, we can hope. All right. So assuming Cody challenges Roman, which I mean, we, we know he will, uh, who do we pivot to, uh, for Seth's opponents since clearly Punk is not going to be ready. 
I know it's like who the hell is I don't know maybe I guess Drew like I mean you can do Drew as like um as definitely like if they do it in a way where where Drew finally has to weasel his way into a win yeah to get the match to kind of just be like not only is he a master troll a player hater to the highest degree. Yeah. Now, now he's now he's just being like like a jerk. Like now, yeah. you know, he's like taking shortcuts, weaseling his way into title matches. Um. You know, just I guess do a, a thing where like the men's elimination chamber match is a number one contenders match for for a uh, Seth title if if he. If Cody chooses to go with Roman, yeah, you know, well, and you also that... have to, and the big thing is though is that I feel like we're not asking the right question. It's almost when do we see Damien show up? He's got the briefcase. Mm. Mm. I feel like it's. I'm just gonna talk this, maybe try to talk this into existence for my mom's sake. It's almost just like whoever Seth faces at WrestleMania is irrelevant because Damien's gonna cash in anyway. Yeah, I mean that would be that would be a hell of a swerp. Not only that, but mom might cry. If, she might actually in, cry if she sees that happen. In what way? Why can't Damien just say, "I'm not. I'm done trying to to trick my way into this. I'm cashing in at WrestleMania. Like that's the oh, match God. right there. Is me. I'm cashing in my opportunity. No surprise. No sneak attack. But then, what if he loses? Then he looks like a fool. If 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 he lo- if he loses he loses but if he wins that's big if he loses yeah. it, it sucks that he lost but then again he did something unconventional which was call his shot at WrestleMania and he used the briefcase to get that main event slot in WrestleMania something that couldn't be taken away from him like yeah. it was it's it's automatically guaranteed everybody's gunning for that main event spot. I'm just going to use what's given to me and they can't deny me because I'm doing what's in the rules. Yeah. So, and then he calls a shot. They can build the match up, build that anticipation, which WWE at this point in time is very, very good at. They yeah. can build up that anticipation and you had the match again. If he loses, if he has a great showing, the loss is irrelevant. He, he called his shot at WrestleMania and got a main event slot and he and he outperformed. If he wins, if he's the first guy to beat uh Seth Rollins for the world title since May when Seth won the title. Yeah. That that propels his career into a trajectory that's going to be unknown. But he's worthy of that spot because he's held on to the briefcase. Um he's been a loyal company guy. If it wasn't for his performance against Bad Bunny, like that match could have gone way awry, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it it was successful solely on the fact that he was in there doing his job. So, again, like, uh, you know, like that that would be that would be my way to do it is to do something unconventional and use the briefcase to, to call your shot. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one too, though. Damn it, I. <laughs> mm. 
I mean, honestly, just for my mom's sake, I kind of just hope he wins the title of Mania, <laughs> whatever way, shape, or form. But, you know, we'll see if that works. But yeah. it'll be interesting to see one way or another. For sure. Uh, all right, we kind of touched on the, I actually pretty much talked about this uh, with Jack's questions. Has anything in AW got us excited? Um, Mike said he likes Joe as champion, but outside of Swerve and Hangman trying to take make their case to be Joe's opponent. Nothing's really moving the needle for him. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we unfortunately have talked about it enough, but it's just like, yeah, there's just not a lot of like interesting stuff. I mean, maybe Tony storm, but even then it's just like, so Tony storm has <sighs> my, has my attention. Um, Hangman Swerve has my attention. Yeah, Joe Joe as champion was a good move, obviously because MJF was hurt, and you need that kind of anchor and stability. And again, for me, he brought back uh, the the seriousness of being a world champion. None yeah. of that, none of that goofy, funny shit. Let's try to make the crowd laugh and see how many retweets we can get on social media. Um, it, it was about being a champion, yeah. you know, and and and. No, so that's cool. Um, they have again, they have pockets of oh, that's cool, that's interesting. It's just it's a lot of muck around it, you know. Like yeah. um anything anything Blackpool Combat Club related is is cool with me. Mox is, is cool with me because he's just he's just like as all the inmates are running around going crazy. He's the one guy that's like not afraid to say I'm the ace of the company. I'm the franchise. Yeah, you know, you know. So that I think that's pretty cool. Um, Eddie Kingston fully embracing like the king of the bums sort of deal. Yeah, like uh, the 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 thing with with uh, him exiting the ring and Daniel Bryan or Daniel Bryan Danielson coming out yeah, close and, enough. And, and not even acknowledging him yeah. like as he's leaving because he thinks so low of him like this is just fantastic like at one point it's going to being that that Eddie Kingston his, his mental state is always at a point of fragility like it's going to break him to yeah. a point where like he might go insane and like mm -hmm. there's been there's been instances of of him going insane where like claudio has like pushed his buttons too far in chikara yeah. and like the the promos he was cutting in chikara were just mind-blowing so i think brian danielson is the the perfect guy to do it because like as as cool as brian danielson is and is as you know the legend that he's become like i feel like there's just a twinge of asshole in him oh, like, yeah. like, oh, yeah. like, you, like you hang out with this guy and you're like this guy's kind of a dick but it's okay like he's not a complete dick where like you don't want to be next to him but like he does he does dickish things like he's poking eddie kingston when he doesn't have to because yeah. he knows he knows how fragile eddie kingston's mental state is but instead of like, yeah. I'm not going to go that route and I'm not going to poke at a guy like that, he fully leans into it. So oh, it's yeah. just like Blackpool Combat Club stuff is interesting. Again, any of the any of the serious aspects of AEW, I'm, I'm all in for. 
because that's again that's their bread and butter that's how they can separate themselves and be the alternative to wwe is um this is serious and this is all about competition it's all about being the best and there's also a little bit of bad blood a little bit of beef you know a little bit of animosity between a couple of our guys and the only way to settle it is in the ring so like that it's right there for you to be that alternative exactly i think right in your face and then i've seen it yeah i think i think they tried to do it and they fell in the trap of oh all the internet is talking about is ratings and angles and and finishing the story and cinema and they got trapped into we got to do that like that's the only way we'll be successful you know like they got they got trapped they got trapped trying to beat wwe at their own game you're not gonna beat wwe you're not gonna beat a 70 year pop culture institution it's not gonna happen so just be like they're a great product we enjoy what they do we just do things a little differently here we're for anybody that wants to watch wwe but also want to see something differently as well you know like yeah. it's it's that simple it's that simple <laughs> you and, you're, and you're a billionaire your father is one of the richest people on this planet like how do you not have the business sense to see any of this <sighs> you're gonna be as good as mine I, I, I wish I had the answer for you, unfortunately, but I don't. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, we got another Rumble question. So, who didn't show up at the Rumble that we thought would, and who didn't show up that we wished would have? <sighs> you know, it was tough because I was kind of looking this over before we came on. It was, I honestly couldn't really think of anybody that I'm just like, wait a minute, why were they not in it? At least not off the top of my head because pretty much everybody i wanted to see was in it obviously like shayna like mia yim like all the becky all the all the ones i wanted to see were except i i do have an answer obviously for who i wanted to would have loved to have shown up i just know what i just knew wasn't gonna happen dakota kai obviously but Mm. i knew she wasn't medically cleared but it's that's the whole thing about the rumble why it's always been my favorite pay-per-view where i'm like okay like she says she's not medically cleared but you know she could just be like trolling everybody mm-hmm. but i also didn't fully do like the well if she's not showing up then this is gonna be a waste of a rumble it's just like right there was a 99.9 percent part of me that's just like okay yeah she's probably not showing up but there's a like you know 0.1 percent chance where it's like if she shows up i may lose my mind <laughs> didn't happen so it's like okay that's fine maybe just maybe she may do something friday who knows they might maybe damage control fully breaks up friday who knows that's just mm. maybe a guess but um so besides dakota um oh god who would i i don't really like i said i can't really think of anybody that didn't show up that i thought would mm. i mean i guess at least for the women i'm i guess in a way surprised they didn't bring in the legends but i guess it's just because i'm so preconditioned to they've always had like past people come back so i guess i was kind of surprised none of them showed up but anybody i would have loved to show up i mean i was kind of hoping naomi would have showed up so that was cool that she showed up um jordan gray showing up was pretty cool because that was totally unexpected um yeah really besides 
really besides the guy wishing Dakota would have showed up, that was, that was pretty much all I could uh, all I could think of, to be honest. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat as you is like for me, the rumble um didn't have anybody that like I like needed to see in the rumble to make it enjoyable. Um I was pretty content with everybody that was that was that participated. For me, it was more so about like like Jordan Grace from TNA. Yeah, you know, being in the rumble. I thought that superseded everything um i mean obviously if, if sasha banks's music hit yeah I, I probably would have been like oh that's that's pretty dope they got her back yeah. you know but but it didn't happen uh and i'm not like totally bent about it you know yes. um yeah I, I think that's the weird thing about this year's rumble is that why it wasn't like critically loved and enjoyed by everybody if you really break it down like like you said, it really didn't need that nostalgia aspect of it. No. You know, to, to make it enjoyable. Either of um, them. Yeah, yeah. And I think I saw somebody say that on on Twitter um, that I retweeted where they were like, if WWE relies on the nostalgia, you guys get on their case. But if they don't do any of the nostalgia yep. stuff, you get on their case. So it's like... Yeah, people got they... mad at Bailey for saying that. It's just like... <laughs> She's pretty much just saying that their roster is that good right now that they didn't yeah, need look, their help. It's not that they didn't want it. They just didn't need it. Right. Exactly. So I think that's that's a good way to put it as to why I was so content with the Rumbles is the rosters, both male and female, are, are pretty, pretty freaking good. Yeah. Like they're oh, pretty yeah. they're the best they've been in years. Mm -hmm. They're the best they've been since that, you know. 2008 wwe roster that everybody uses to farm <laughs> engagements on twitter you know Literally, so yeah. yeah so it's like yeah i'm i'm cool with how things went down and and in hindsight it wasn't like the most fantastic mind-blowing edge of your seat rumble but it served its purpose yeah i i agree i just i guess the one thing that i just didn't like um I feel like they kind of strayed away from it a little bit, thank God, but they almost kind of like teased it where it's just like, I'm kind of over the end of the rumble, at least for the women. It wasn't really obviously with the men, but it's just like, we don't need to always have the end of the rumble happen outside the apron because the suspense mm -hmm. kind of is like not there anymore because you've done that the last like how many years in a row it seems like. So it's like not as suspenseful as you think, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it, was, it wasn't like, like I said, I enjoyed it. I always yeah. do enjoy it. I haven't really had a rumble yet where I'm just like, wow, that was fucking terrible. Yeah. It was, no, I thought it was pretty good. So I was satisfied. So, yeah. Um, thoughts on Kevin Patrick getting released? Um, nothing really like, I'm not going to say nothing major because I mean, somebody lost their job. So it's like you feel yeah. bad for him, but it was just like, they gave him a shot. They felt like it didn't work out and didn't work out. So, you know, they just moved on, I guess. I mean, hopefully yeah. he finds something somewhere soon. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, just didn't fit with WWE, I guess. Yeah, I feel I feel bad for the guy because, like, he got a, a lot of unnecessarily, like, flack on the Internet, you know, yeah. like. And like, what was he great in his role? Was he fantastic? No, but I mean, my my thought process is 
99% of the people that criticize him online, if they were given an opportunity to do commentary on a WWE show, they would fail to epic proportions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, not even close. Like, like even with without Vince McMahon there yelling in your ear, this cannot be an easy job. Like, it's not just, oh, I know a lot about wrestling, so I can do commentary on wrestling. Mm, no, it's the 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 knowledge of wrestling is almost secondary. Case in point, look at Michael Cole. Like you know, this this yeah. guy regularly confuses moves like a Mishinoku driver or a Blue Thunder bomb, and he's still yeah. to me one of the greatest to ever do it. Like you know what I'm saying? So like yeah. this job is not an easy job. That's why I always felt like the fact that kevin patrick got online it was just it was just unfair because he, he was just the guy trying to do his job you know he it, it, it wasn't like he was a focal point of the product he was just a commentator you know like you know but again like you said sometimes things don't work out and you know they as a company have to do what's best for the company um surprise that they brought back uh pat mcafee but it makes yeah. sense because there, there. I don't think there's any more college football, is there? No, not until. Yeah, not until the fall. So he's, yeah, he's got yeah. some time. Yeah, he'll be there to the fall, and then they'll sub him out for somebody else, and then he'll come back, and and Michael Cole will be happy because he has his buddy there with him. It, it'll all work out, you know. Yeah. But again, shout out to Kevin Patrick. Hey, I appreciate all your contributions. I know you're never gonna listen to this, but you know, if you somehow know. you do, you know, you never know. So if somehow you do, you know, at least you know you had someone that you could say, "Hey, appreciated your work and and a job well done." And I hope he lands back on his feet. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Uh, all right. So final question for the night: Do Trick Williams and Mello finally break up at Vengeance Day? Hmm. Trick Williams. I feel I like. I've been trying to pay attention to it mainly off of Twitter. I feel like it has to happen, right? Like, how much longer they, then can they like drag it out? Yeah, it, it it's crazy how 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 like they're milking this cow. Like, I would have I would have pulled the plug uh, weeks ago, you know. Um, you know, so it's just like I huh, should I mean how how much deeper can you go you know like how how much more twists and turns like remember that that one gif i posted weeks ago like nxt you can't keep doing this to me like you can't keep ending the show this way like you know stop doing this yeah it's um but you know what it works my thing is whenever they pull the plug they pull the plug and and strap the rocket to to trick whether they do it in NXT or bring him to the main roster, that dude's going to be a star, uh, just a star from, from the way he works in the ring. And it kind of makes it look effortless. He, he can talk on the mic. He's got swagger. He's got confidence. He's got the thing, you know, the whoop that trick thing. When, yeah. when, the, when the casual fans get a hold of that, because he did, they did it on SmackDown, but SmackDown was in Florida. You know, so that's kind of that's kind of like NXT territory. So they they knew what to do when he came out. 
do that in Cleveland. So let's see how it translates if you do it in some random town like Des Moines, Iowa. You know, like, will it still translate? And if it does, that that's a sign that you got some gold on your hands. So, like, that's the craziest thing is as good as Carmelo Hayes is, as good as he's going to be for the rest of his career, like, Trick is almost starting to lap him, oh, you know? Yeah. yeah. Be- because he just has that, you want to talk about, like, things in a pro in a wrestling product that make you pay attention when, when trick me, his music hits and he comes out and that crowd goes crazy. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm looking at the screen. Oh yeah, exactly. It's just the, the tra- trajectory he's had is like absolutely insane. And it's like the story is right fucking there. Like, yeah. You could, like literally you could just have Melo say like you were never supposed to be a bigger star than me like that's literally the whole like yeah. point of this entire thing so it's just like yeah. i feel like oh god and it and it's perfect because if they're transitioning Melo to the main roster what if he goes to the main roster and for like the first two weeks he's like i had to get away from trick Trick was overshadowing me uh-huh. and then like trick by Shadow. week two yeah by week two you know, he's cutting the same promo and Trick's music hits and he's like, God damn it. Like, you know, he's like, I can't get away from this guy. Yeah. And then the crowd goes crazy for Trick, completely overshadowing Mellow. Like, it's it's perfect. Yeah. Which, well, but then here's the thing. If I remember correctly, because again, I did get to see a little bit of um, NXT last night. So the Dusty Classics and now it's Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin against these two in the final. Yeah. Yeah. so then it's like do you have them win or do you have them lose and then have right. them run on them right because because i would have them lose in the dusty cup and something happens where like there's a screw up that yeah. that allows corbin and and breaker to win um and the vibes like let's That's say the like, final if, straw. like or you can do it where like tricks like oh man i messed up my bad and like you would expect carmelo to get pissed and turn on him but carmelo is like no nah, it's cool you know whatever happens happens you get to the main event like you open the show with the dusty classic you yeah. close the show with the world title yeah. then you go to the title match and Melo causes him to lose the title mm-hmm. match to Ilya, and Ilya retains yeah but he he can't get his hands on Melo because Melo booked it and went to smackdown permanent yeah you that know would be, yeah that'd be a good thing right so so trick is stuck mm-hmm. like it, he's just stewing because he wants to get his revenge on mellow but mellow is not around anymore yeah so mellow's on smackdown cutting the promos going yeah i i'm better than trick i just felt he was getting too big he was starting to overshadow me get on my nerves he cuts that promo not even two weeks he's been on the main roster permanently trick shows up yeah that would be i like that idea so well, yeah. well so if it does happen then we know who to thank you know give me the pencil i need a job yeah, yeah. I need a job. Like, right? like give give this man a job Levesque, I'm right here. I'm right here, buddy. Like I'm right here, dog. You're like you don't have to pay me yeah. to come into work. I could just do it at my desk. Like yeah, I can. I, I can work remotely. You know, I barely make any money now. I'm living off disability. So if you slide me a like a 50k salary, yeah. Hey, I'm good with that, buddy. 
Like, you know, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> just give them, give them something, damn. You know, and like, I'm working from home because I don't trust what you guys be doing in that office. So I'm saying. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you are correct. Um, yeah, so that, I believe, is all of the questions. We did it. We did it. And that's cool because this was our first our first wrestling episode in like four months yeah it's been a hot minute yeah and it's like we haven't we haven't skipped a beat this is what the people love and this is what the people like to listen to and so i hope like you know um as you know of course we have our loyal listeners who we appreciate and we love and we're grateful for them but the whole goal of, of this putting this content out and this uh podcast and everything is we want an infinite amount of new people to not only listen to the show but also participate you know as far as i'm concerned like as far as i know we're the only question and answer podcast in in wrestling uh content creation like we're we're completely question and answer centric like i said earlier we talk about the things that you want to talk about so that's why we leave it open to you to just ask us the questions and we'll form the show around that and obviously you look at the show it's a two and a half hour show and we hit on all major points of what's going on in the world of professional wrestling which is the goal of this podcast so i think we did a pretty good job yeah i'd say we did good two and a half exactly it's pretty much almost gonna end on two and a half hours at this point so yeah so i think we did yeah so let me get right into the particulars which is if you want to interact with us, if you want to be a part of our little community of friends, uh, if you want to be able to participate in the episode by asking questions, the best way to do it is to follow us on Twitter at Ringside Rundown. Again, I just signed up for premium Twitter to get the check mark in a couple days. So hopefully I've already seen an uptick on the numbers, which is pretty cool. I think we got like 35 new followers or something yeah we're 500 yeah we're we're over the 500 hump which is really cool really awesome really thankful for everybody that decided to take a chance and follow us on twitter so again if you want to do that if you want to interact with us and be a part of the show follow us on twitter at ringside rundown it's the same handle for instagram so if you want some cool wrestling content with your instagram feed follow us on instagram at ringside rundown if you want to get in touch with me personally, check out my uncensored thoughts on what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. Follow me on Twitter at Wrestling Cron. That's Wrestling C H R O N. Shay, where can they get in touch with you? You can find me also on Twitter at Shaylene Hickson21. Um, it's a whole mess of things that I talk about. Um, namely drag race because that's on every week now so i have my my thoughts and feelings i try to like keep it mostly spoiler three so it's like i try to be try to be as uh safe as i can but it's a it's a chaotic mess over there if you enjoy chaotic messes so uh you can check it out yeah check her out throw her a follow like i said give us a follow so you can be up to date with everything that goes on in the podcast and Obviously, uh, when we ask for questions, you can be a part of that as well. Where you can find this podcast, it's available on all major podcast platforms like uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify is the main one. So literally almost everybody I know uses either Spotify or Apple Music. Both are places you can find the podcast and subscribe to the podcast. If you do, obviously that helps us a big deal because we are a sponsorless podcast. We have no ads, no advertisers, nothing like that. We're just going to give you the full show for free. 
because we love you guys. So at least you could do is hit that subscribe button on Spotify or wherever platform that you use. If you can't find it on the platform of your choice, just uh, send us a DM on social media and Ringside Rundown and uh, let us know, hey, I use this platform. Can't seem to find the podcast on there. Uh, see if you can get added to the feed. Once we do so, we will send you the link on a silver platter. Only caveat is you have to give us back the silver platter within yeah. a week because that's the only one we got. It's one of one. One of one, and we're very poor. We can't afford to get a new one. Yeah, we don't. So, want <laughs> we don't. We don't want another one. Yeah, yeah, we don't want another one. So again, if you need help finding the show, don't worry. DMs are open. You can just hit us up, and one of us will get back to you, giving you a link to the show. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Tell your friends, spread the word, because again, we want this community to keep growing as we're doing so right now. So we're thankful for all of you. Hopefully you guys keep enjoying wrestling. Uh, for Shay Hickson, my name is Eric Vasquez, and we'll be back next week with another episode of the Ringside Rundown. You guys have a good one. See you later, guys.